<laughs> now we have audio. Listen to his Usually. That's how you play cornhole. You gotta have a beer in your left hand to uh, counteract the uh, the weight of the. Uh... Well, Lizzie, you need to get in here and play with. Uh... Watch what you say. There's <laughs> innuendos. Hey, Lizzie, come here and play with me. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Derek, look what you started. Now Nick. Oh, look what I started. started. Look what I started. But you did. It's your fault. You Listen, got this. No, no. I have. Oh, you talking about this in the morning? Yeah. Or, this is just a nice little warm up. Right. I'm watching the show. I heard listening to the show the other day. And, like, Every time you're saying something, I'm like, oh my god, that 15 year old, 13 year old kid inside of me is just laughing so hard. It's like the little kid in you, huh? Trisha says, go Lizzie Sparks. Trisha, I love me some Trisha. Karen says, good morning. Aaron! Uh, yeah, you got me Thank you, Derek. If you land on board, you're actually going to get See, that's the thing we didn't remember how to record it. So, on this year's that you have two that are It's Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> it's in the hole! And it's on the wall! <laughs> so, on um, this one here... You clearly kicked my butt. Well, you, you have no points. Clearly. And then, because I have two in the hole... Sorry, dude. No, you're good. Two in the hole is six. Two on the board, seven. So okay. since I, I pointed on that one, right. I have the honors. Of you have the honors. Okay. Joe, you might have to tell us when you have to actually go to It's 7.55. You guys got five, five more minutes. Angie says, good afternoon from the UK. Oh, hey, Angie from the UK. Go on. And then there's Ray from St. Louis. Put a little more arc on your uh, downtown Florissant. <laughs> This is this is Greg. You guys see him in the chat all the time. Nice. So in this case here, here. you got two of four. Here, hold the flat. There you go. Station. Oh, in the morning! 
So two things. You're throwing more in. Give it a little arc. Okay. Like, kind of like a Give basketball. Arc. Okay, here I go. I'm gonna arc it up. And, and you kind of feel that it's lighter. Okay. Arc it up. There you go. That was then, not good. So. That was and this one here, just because I'm gonna throw. Yeah. Try it this way. Okay. Because it, it all you know, different people throw in different ways. I'm not sure I can do that. Here. You're not really doing this. Uh -huh. You're just. Okay. It's, okay. A, it's a wrist flick. A wrist flick. Yeah. It was alright. It was alright. So this is here, I would score one more because these two cancel out. Uh, plus the three, so that's uh, 14. 14. You Fourteen nothing. He's Actually, no, no, no. It was no, it was six in the hole. So seventeen, and it's the best of twenty-one. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. What would you call that? A slide slide uh, splash guard slash guard? Uh, uh, who, who cares? We'll just call it advertisement while we're playing. Uh, right, you can get a whole backboard, backboard, backboard advertisement. Backboard advertisement. That's right, backboard advertisement. Backboard advertisement. Yeah. Yep, you can call Derek, you can call me. Uh, so get a hold of, uh, Our main account exec, though, is Crystal. All right. Crystal. We have to, uh, we have to go talk. We have to go talk. We have to go talk. All games until somebody's got a table for us. It's all fun games until so I put my glasses on. And then, uh-huh. And then it all changes. I have a little one. Unless this has an adapter. Are you talking about your phone? No, no. Yeah, the earphone. <laughs> yeah, so talk with the earphones. Do you have the, uh, do you have a smaller adapter? Or are you sorry. sorry. I, I think you're freaking Joe out about sorry. your earphones. Oh, oh I, didn't I didn't peel it off. Don't worry about it. Eighth a quarter. Yeah, yeah, quarter yeah, 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 I have a quarter of eighth after. I want to try out the uh, uh Greg. <laughs> so there's the backsplash. Ooh, that's a good idea. You can you can sponsor the backsplash on the morning cornhole. Yes, we do have an adapter. Cool, cool. Yeah, I just, I'm going to try a, a try a, a, an earbuded headphone. And if it doesn't work, then we'll just pop. Hey, Joe, yeah. if, if this doesn't work, then I'm just going to pop these back in and we'll be good to go. All right. I got my book. Well, actually, Ben gave me that book. He gave it to all of us. Eric has it too. All right. I can hear perfectly. Yeah, this is good. 
You can here? Yeah. No, All these, right. These, these, sound, these sound really nice for good old Amazon cheapies. Vic might actually like these. Hey, Vic, if you're listening, you might you might get these uh, these headphones after the show today. You guys ready to start the show? Yeah. Or just let me know when you're ready. I, Lizzie, you good? I'm good. I'm trying to pull up the... Uh, I'm not sure that I'm good, but I'm ready. I'm going to try to pull up the chat line of a y'all. How do I do that? It should just pop right up. Um, there it is. You got it? Yeah. All righty. It is 8 o'clock on the dot. 8 o'clock on the dot, and we just had the uh, morning cornhole session. We did, and so Joe can kind of play... Our sponsors right now. Yeah. Want to start off with our sponsors, Joe? Okay. And then we can go right into the show. Sounds good. Carroll House has the largest selection of solid wood with the hottest new styles. Real furniture that's built to last. Like our solid bedrooms, living rooms, and dining from Kincaid. Our volume enables us to save you a lot of money, especially during our solid wood sale. Plus get free financing, fast free delivery, and free in-home design. So for solid wood, sweet styles, and solid service since 1964, shop over three football fields of furniture at Carroll House, because you like nice things. Marco, wait. What? No response? Hi, I'm Curtis Barks with Complete Auto Body and Repair, offering full service and auto repair to St. Louis and St. Charles. We are looking for someone to say polo. That's right. We are hiring. We want you now. If you would like to work in a well-paying environment, then you owe it to yourself to stop by one of our six Complete Auto Body and Repair locations. Will you help me find that missing person? Please call me directly at 636-488-HIRE. That's right. 636-488-4473. Dad and service. Oh yeah, and service. He fixed the car! <laughs> Kathy Big Strick, owner of Experience Real Estate Partners with EXP, has been one of St. Louis, Missouri's highest selling groups for 26 years running. In that time, Kathy and her team have successfully assisted an incredible 4,000 families. So if you're thinking about buying, building, or selling, be sure to put Kathy's group and their experience to work for you, and you can expect back to be moved. Just give her a call at 314-276-SOLD. That's 314-276-7653 or find her online at experience-re.com. Attention, anyone who served, lived, or worked at Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987. Camp Lejeune's drinking water was dangerously toxic, and base personnel and their families have since suffered cancer and other illnesses. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and were diagnosed with cancer, you may be eligible for significant compensation. Call the Driscoll firm now. Consultations are free, and you won't pay a fee unless we get you the money you deserve. 1-800-805-4800. As all of you may know, the home of the Cancel This Studio is located at the all-inclusive private jet hangar, Strategic Air Services. Founded in Chesterfield, Missouri, they take pride in offering a meticulous approach to private aviation through services that fully manage your trip from takeoff to landing. Strategic Air Services is more than just storage for your aircraft. They offer state-of-the-art amenities to its members and guests. When you are not traveling, you have the luxury of enjoying their world-class gym, conference rooms, lounges, and so much more. Strategic 
Care Services offers an unparalleled luxury experience for all things private aviation. If you're looking for a new place to call home for your aircraft, give them a call today at 636-400-7601. Again, that's 636-400-7601. Or visit their website at strategicairservices.net. Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, if you don't know, is a family-owned business that has been around since 1994, serving some of the best chicken wings in town, no joke. Also known for their fresh burgers, pizza, and incredible smoked meat. Top-notch happy hour specials are included, plus live music every Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, you can also enjoy their spacious heated covered patio. It's Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to CancelThisShow.com. This is Derek Pratt standing in for Vic this morning, along with Lizzie Sparks, Projo on the boards, and Greg back in the back, just making sure we're all doing our jobs. Uh, good morning, Lizzie. How are you? I am doing good. You better make sure you do your job good because the peanut gallery is out there looking hey, at you. Hey, you know what? It's... I'm not the professional here. I just act like it. Well, there you go. That's all we can ever do. I don't know if anybody was uh, paying attention if you're on the live feed early before the show. The uh, show before the show. It, it seems like the show before the show is now the um, the, the cornhole tournament warm-up. So we're getting our uh, getting our hands and uh, feet moving every morning along uh, using the wonderful uh, cancel this cornhole boards just to kind of get ourselves going. That you made. Uh, well, uh, you know, it, yes, I make them. Uh, and they turned out amazing. I was talking to uh, Ben. Sure I was talking to Ben Kahn, uh last night, and uh, thank you, f- thank you to him. Uh, he he made these possible for cancel this. Yes, he and, did. Uh, a lot of people are, are talking a lot of things because Ben has the cornhole set too, and he yeah. they're enjoying them over at Winty. So, let's get into the show. All right, Lizzie, we'll start you off this morning. What's, uh, what, what's on your mind? I know there's a lot of things going on in the, uh, in, in the crazy world today, and it looks like you have a book next to you. I do have a book. One of the first things we're going to talk about, I'm going to hold up the book. And some of you guys have already seen the book, and it's called Gender Queer. And it's in many of our elementary schools these days. And some schools have banned them. Some schools just, you know, and, and I don't know, banning is probably too strong. People don't want the book banned. They just want it out of the kids' hands. So I keep seeing it and seeing it and seeing it. And you were just talking about Ben. And Ben, you know, they, uh, him and Marla own Wendy's, but he also owns a book publishing company. Correct. And so he was, we were talking about a whole bunch of things when he was on a couple weeks back. And so I asked him to actually bring me this book and he did. I read it. It's very difficult to read, but you kind of empathize with a little bit with this lady named Maya Kobabe. I think that's how you say your name. And it's not meant to have ever have been in the hands of kids. This lady has 
gender issues. She probably has psychological problems from her upbringing. She didn't even ever see civilization till she was in first grade. Her and her, I guess she had two siblings, were kind of raised in a very hippie kind of way off the grid, never really had a, really never saw civilization. And all of a sudden in first grade, she went to school and she didn't really even know if she was a boy or a girl. She looked like her siblings. And I think one of them at least was a boy. And, you know, they would go to school and she would take her shirt off because they kind of lived like, gosh, you know, literally off the grid, whatever people do. And you don't, you don't wear clothes and all this kind of stuff. And when she went to school, she would take her shirt off and the teachers and other people at wherever she would go would be like, you're a girl, put your shirt back on. So she is a biological girl. Correct. Okay. Correct. And so then she, and I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. If the she became a he, but he became, but she's, she's having a whole bunch of gender identity issues. So this memoir goes on talking about that and it's pretty graphic and but the beginning of it is pretty innocent and it's just talking about how in October 1992 my family moved into one of the two houses on a 120 acre property in northern California California with no electricity and no flush toilets did, did they give you an idea of the did you say what year that was 1992 oh wow that's actually recent it is recent okay. it so, is recent that's actually sounds kind of well for one if, if anyone owns 150 something acres and you want to sell it cheap I'm buying. I would want it too. I, I would want it too. But, and 120 acres is not that much considering that you can't ever see civilization. But this lady, they they said our neighbors had three kids. And so the kids literally would go and they actually went potty in outhouses or they just peed right in the yard. And it was not civilized at all. How they grew up and it goes on and on and on. They're not very civilized. And so when she goes to school, it, it's it's her whole memoir, even how she went to the gynecologist and all of that. And I'm not going to go into all those details, but it's kind of you feel sorry for her a little bit. I'm not saying I like her book. I'm not saying I ever want my kids to read it. I don't ever want to read it again. But it gives you some empathy as to who this person is. That being said... This book is literally all over our elementary schools, and it gets graphic. I will say this. It was. 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 The, okay. The tell word me. is was. Um, so I live locally here in the St. Louis area, uh, the Rockwood School District, one of the largest school districts in the St. Louis uh, area, not only, but it's one of the largest ones in the state. Um, we have, I believe, over 21,000 students uh, over a large, vast popular population area, uh, which is well diverse. Nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that. Um, but j I have not read the book yet, Lizzie, uh, and I'm not a big reader, but uh, at looking at it so far, um, just as you were scrolling through the pages, it appears uh, that it's, it's more of like a comic it, it book. Is. It's like it's a, a comic, comic book. book. So yes. I, I can understand why... Uh, you can see it. Go with me on this one. Yes. I can understand why people would look at this and go, oh, well, we'll put it in a library in a school because it looks like a comic book. Correct. Because if you just pick it up, now, gender queer should probably tell you it probably shouldn't, well, not probably, it shouldn't be for children at all. Not because there's anything about gay people. Children just shouldn't be talking about sex. And a teacher has no right to fill your kid with that information. But I agree with you. If you just pick it up and somebody is innocently enough 
whatever. It is all comics. It is literally that's that's what it is. It's it's a comic book. And, and the reason I the reason I say more like a comic is my son is nine years old and his one of his favorite books is the Dogman series. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Dogman. No, but I'm not. Dogman series is nothing but a comic book. It's mm-hmm. it's a hardback comic mm-hmm. book, and you know. Uh, it, it, my, my son loves it. it the dog, the, you know, it, it's one of those things to where, you know, it catches their attention. It has the wording and it also has the pictures to go along with it. So someone in an elementary setting would put the, you know, two plus two and the words and, mm-hmm. and, and the, mm-hmm. and the picture together, because that's how, that's how they learn. I'm a, I'm a visual learner myself. So, you know, having, having that photograph or, you know, yeah. that, that I, I can't sit there and read a novel because I don't remember what the page before that was, but if I have a photograph or yeah. a picture or whatever, I can, you know, kind of put two and two together and, and kind of keep that going. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's one of those things to where looking at this, you know, an adult should have seen gender, gender queer, maybe not elementary, you know, if we're going to have it in a public school, high school. Yes. That age group of, you know, 14, 15 to mm-hmm. 18 years old mm-hmm. um, to where, you know, that's understandable. Um, well, and she wrote, the, the lady that wrote the book never meant for this to be elementary level. She did it. It was supposed to be for 16 years older. When you read it, there's no doubt in your mind that this lady was confused by her parents very early on. I can't blame that on the school system, that the school system made her confused. Her upbringing made her confused. And so then she goes to school and everything that she learned off the grid, there is a set of rules we have in America that you can't be a girl and go to school without a shirt. And she didn't understand that because she lived always without a shirt. Sure. So she was what? His first grade is seven years old. So if she moved, if they moved in in 1994 <clears throat> and she was in first grade about that year, yeah, she'd be about six. Yeah, six, six, seven, six, seven, six, seven. And so, you know, like Sherry's saying on the chat line, people are so sick of these perverted type people being in our school. And I totally agree with her. And these comic looking books, and devoting to your point with the comic books, it's almost like they did that on purpose. Because many children learn by looking at comic books. But I don't don't even want to show it. But like, this kid is like, this is the visual I'd been picturing and it says, fast forward, we've been dating for two months. We've made out, we've had sex, we've moved on to sexting at work. And then there's these graphic pictures. And you don't even know <clears throat> if this person is a boy, a girl, whatever. So it's not like your old Playboy magazines at all. Oh, I, pl- I read Playboy for the articles. Oh, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Uh, I read it for the comics. You read it for the comics? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's what people are thinking, but that's not what this book is. And what was interesting, and this has been this has been kind of a controversy that's been going on for a while. You've heard people say things, but I but I sent a clip to Joe and it's and because I didn't want to read it myself. I mean, I am a teacher, so I don't want to read this out loud at all. But Senator Kennedy did read it in front of everyone, and then Greg Gutfeld took it and played it. So, Joe, if you can cue up that clip, and whenever you're ready, just, oh, it's already ready. So here it is. 
And while he's doing that, one comes of the things to us from oh, GOP sorry. Senator John Kennedy, who read explicit explicit excerpts from two LGBT books geared toward teens. One is genderqueer and all boys aren't blue. He did it during a hearing about so-called book bans and warning if children are present, <laughs> gather them around <laughs> and tell them that Uncle Gutfeld's on. <laughs> I put some lube on and got him on his knees. And I began to slide into him from behind. (laughs) I pulled out of him and kissed him while he masturbated. (laughs) He asked me to turn over while he slipped a condom on himself. This was my ass. And I was struggling to imagine someone inside me. Is he, Frank, is he blushing? Well, yeah. I mean, could you, I mean, this is in our kids' schools. You left me last night. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait, wait. I wonder how it ends. <laughs> he got on top and slowly inserted himself into me. It was the worst pain I think I have ever felt in my life. Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm so okay. You can cut it off right there because it's. But I didn't want to say that. And when you read the book, and you know that perverted people put this in our schools, and an eight year old is reading this. That's that's what in the hell is going on in our world today? So first of all, if you look at the outside of the book, um, and I can see from here, there is a. Uh, if you look right there, the circle with the triangle, it says uh, something of an honor. It's a Stonewall Honor Book. It's American Library Association. So basically what happened is this book got an award. Correct. And, and, Correct. And, and, and in talking to um, friends of mine that are in the in the teaching world, in the especially in the district that I work in, I asked the, the million-dollar question. How do these books get into, how are these books selected to be mm-hmm. into the public schooling? And uh, I think the librarian has the last... Yes, they're, they're the they line, do. They're the last line of defense. Well, think of it this way, and I'm going to play the devil's advocate. I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull the Eric. Okay, pull the Eric. Think of it this way. You have, you're the librarian. You mm-hmm. have thousands and thousands of books in your library and every year these publishers mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, I'm, I don't know if Ben uh, and Ben you can correct me on this uh, because you, you deal with books and everything do the publishers go to the schools or does the the, uh, the, the sellers like, like Ben go to these uh, schools and say hey listen we have uh, an amount of books here that have won awards i.e. Mm-hmm. You know, this book here and others uh, and, and it's just a grouping of books right and, and the instead of the librarian or whoever looking at each individual book they just say okay you have 150 books blah 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 right we're going to bring him in the school. Well, that's typically, as being a former educator, that is what happened. Teachers at each grade level can make recommendations that they got from a publishing house. I am not making fun of the publishing house. I am all for free of, you know, freedom of speech. Definitely. I think it's gross, but I'm, I'm not for book banning, but I am for book monitoring. That's a completely different thing when you're looking at little kids. And that you're, you hit the nail on the head. The publishers kind of talk to teachers. Teachers go to workshops, but the final say is the librarian. And I do agree 
that the average parent wouldn't think anything of it, where it says Stonewall Honor Book and it's American Library Associations. But we'll be talking about this in a week or two. Our libraries and our librarians are infected with very sick people, and most parents do not understand that. And so even if you go to your public library, We've already talked about this on the show. There's drag queens reading to the children. This is in public, public, public library. Yes, not, not public. Schools. Just, correct. Just correct. So we, just so we're aware, this is yes. This is your your St. Louis County, your St. Louis City. It's all your, over the United your, States. Your, your municipal correct county correct tax paid library. That's that's our tax payers money that's being used to do that and so my point in all of this is not to gross you guys out by listening to senator kennedy read this on gutfeld it's if you are not aware and i think most of our listeners are i i do especially the ones on the chat line they're smart they get it but we're learning that this podcast is is going viral all over the place and we might have people who do not understand this and they need to understand this that you you said it, you cannot judge a book by its cover. Or its award. Or its award anymore. Because to most parents, this would alarm you because you know it's going to be talking about sex. But some well-meaning parents, and my mom and I talked about this, and my mom is in her 80s, and she admitted that she would be the mom today that would have put the thing in our arm, put me in a mask, would have been okay with reading that book because she believed if our school said it, she believed that if the government said it, she believed that if, say, whoever our mayor was said it, she did no research. And and she remembers back to the point that when I was 16, and I was a horrible driver at 16, most 16-year-olds are, and I even said to my mom, you're going to let me drive? She goes, well, yeah, you passed the driver's test, but I passed it one point above where I would not let my kids drive if they got, what, a 70% or whatever. But my mom and many people that we're dealing with in our environment believe if the government tells us, if our state tells us, then we're good to go. You can't be like that anymore. You also have to remember, we had a president that was a C student and he went to Yale. Good point. Get so, a load of that. And he was first of his class. Well, yeah. Well, that doesn't say much about Yale then. Right. No, it doesn't, does it? So, what, I mean... I, I will say this. Uh, on the on the chat line, uh, Annette said, back in the day, we thought Judy Bloom was explicit. So, we did. We did. I, and, and the thing is, is, you know, everything is relative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything, everything is relative to age, to, um, you know, I mean, even generational. I mean, there's things that, you know... I probably read back in the day that, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Jeff Foxworthy. You guys were talking about rednecks yeah. and, and all yeah. the rest of that, you know, every good redneck drinks bush light. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that was considered controversial because it could have been, you know, in, in today's age, oh, that, that would have been racist or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, Ben and I were talking last night when we were uh, over at Wente's and uh, we were talking about how different, um, different thing i i think i i think i pulled one of those references to a movie and everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh we were talking about mel brooks mel brooks is one of my favorite um producers uh when it comes to movies when you're talking about like if you want to talk about one of the greatest classic movies of all times it's blazing saddles mm-hmm. i would l- they and if you've ever seen it <clears throat> online or anything like that there's an excerpt that says if blazing saddles was made today it would basically say 
Blazing Saddles, and then you'd see the end. Right. Well, and it's, and like Paul is saying, and he's saying to me, it's not about the book. If you want to read it, read it. To me, it's about the lack of transparency and the deceitful actions of the school district. So often when they get caught with these books and they're banning the other books that are probably good. And well, it, to kill a mockingbird, they're trying to do yes, that because it's yes, racist. They're trying it's to, racist. They're trying to take out, I believe, uh, the adventures of Mark Twain because it says the N word. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I understand, I get it, you know, but it's the point of... I don't, I don't think they're banning the book. They're, what they're doing is they're changing the verbiage. Well, from oh, the yeah, and you're, and right. And you're right, you're right. If I'm not mistaken, Joe, uh, and, and I would have to look at this, any new published version either has the, the N-word removed or, you know... It just says N-word, Jim. Yeah, it's a, I think yeah. that's what they... They actually changed it to the, the word, N-word, not yeah. the actual word, but just N-word, Jim. Either it, that, I, I, I don't know how they would. Yeah. It, it, well, it's interesting that we have, you know, letter words like you have the F word and the N word. word. You know. Yes. Well, the, here, the, and, the B word. Well, and, and Joe, who's on our chat line, Joe Lynette, he says Stonewall was an LB, LGBTQ bar in a New York. Okay. So was a bar like an actual bar? in New York involved with riots based on police action and a Stonewall award-winning book only means it's being promoted by the LGBTQ community. So I learned something about that too because I read that last night that that is what that is. Joe knows about that because he's definitely, he was he's a former police officer and totally understands all of that that has involved with police riots and all of that. I honestly did not know that till last night when I looked that up. But I knew from an educator that most of the award-winning books are bullcrap. They're they're not good substance these days. They're not good literary, like like Shakespeare and Romeo and Juliet. So what you're saying, sometimes a book award like that is about as worthless as a presidential medal of freedom yes that's what we've got that's what we've gotten to is that awards now it's the participation medal pretty much we can make an award we can make the Derek pratt award and who knows what that could be about it could be any bs that we wanted to talk about cancel this award let's do and what should we make a cancel this okay now that we've said that um i'm I'm one of those tiktok guys so if you're on tiktok follow follow cancel this on tiktok first please go and follow cancel this or cancel this show on tiktok uh, also find me, Mr. Pool Guy, uh, Kelly Mano's on there, Lizzie's on there, Vic's on there. Joe, I don't think I found you yet, but uh, you may or may not be on there. I am not on TikTok, uh, no. We'll get you on there. But if we get to 1,000 uh, followers on TikTok, we can actually go live with the show on TikTok. Yes, and we haven't really pushed TikTok at this point at all. But one of the cool things is <laughs> you always get them stupid advertisements. Well, if you're a WWE fan, you can actually make a championship belt. Mm. And I kept looking at this thing going, what if we have the cancel this championship belt? Mm-hmm. We'll give the cancel this award out for like, you know, who, who, who was the best got canceled of the week? You get the award. Yeah. We could bid who was the most canceled or who got canceled, yeah. which would be half the people on our chat line, half the people we know in this world. Everybody's getting canceled. Hence uh, the name. Cancel us, this. Us standing right here. Yeah. We've both been canceled. Everybody on the show in some form or fashion has been canceled in some way. And that's the sad thing. Most people you know, have been canceled. And, and to Angie's point, she says, don't do TikTok. I am 
torn about that. And Aaron saying, sorry, but no thanks to Chinese spyware. I agree. Your phone is spying on you no matter. I, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, we got American spyware all yeah. over Correct. And phones, I agree with so. that. And I'm not saying that they're wrong at all. This and thing, I get that. This thing follows you everywhere. That's my point is if you're going to get rid of TikTok... I understand if people want to. I know Josh Hawley wants to get rid of TikTok. We need to get rid of it all because, yes, Chinese people, not people, Chinese government is evil, but so is ours. Oh, and they're spying on us all the time. Well, they're the one canceling us you, or allowing us to be canceled. You guys were talking about this yesterday, how these spammers and scammers, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're finding, you know, Jimmy Boy in uh, the middle of uh, Oregon or whatever that's yes. kind of hacking something. Yes, and now has the American you know uh, accent mm-hmm. because you know you're 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 more li- you're more likely to trust your own accent. Correct. Uh, when it comes because you want to understand, yeah. well, it's not that people don't yeah. like other people; it, you just can't understand it. So soon, soon as somebody calls me and I can't understand what they're saying, right? I ask them yeah. to get me someone I can understand. Sure, and, and there's nothing wrong with that because I'm. I can almost guarantee that it would be the same way if you, you know, lived in the South and I started talking to you. You'd kind of look at me like. I love the I southern under- accent, though. I love it. Apparently, in St. Louis, we have accents. Yeah, outside of here, if you go somewhere, they kind of know we're from the St. Louis metropolitan area. I have, I have no idea. But uh, back to the book, and then we'll put the book to bed. Literally, but um, literally, but I'll, I'll be here all week. Thank you. Yes, tip yes. your bartenders and uh-huh. waitresses. Um, so, as Senator Kennedy was reading that, and I am, a, I'm, I love listening to audiobooks. Um, that's my that's my that's my choice of reading. Can you imagine gender queer narrated by, by Senator Kennedy? <laughs> yeah, well, I know Senator Kennedy. Are, are you know who would be Morgan? Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, I yeah. would Morgan Freeman. I don't think he'd do it though. <laughs> just like I didn't want to read it. And Chris on the chat line, he's always a hoot. Anyway, he just wants to give us all a reminder today that just a little information for us all: all baby animals will be birthed by females next spring. So have an outstanding are day. You sh- are, Chris, are you sure about that? I think he's pretty sure. Are you sure? I, I think he is. Well, I, I, we'll go back to you know the, that comment right there. Um, if you neuter your dog, is it still a boy? You know, that's up for debate for some people. I think it's still a boy. It's think, not a girl. There's people that actually... People uh, debate that. They're like, okay... We I, made a left turn really quickly. Yeah, people debate that. Okay, if you cut your... I, I don't know how there's any debate. There's no uterus. Right, right, okay, right. So, so I'm from the South Park generation. And it was, I believe, in 2005, this one came out. It was Mr. Garrison or Mrs. Garrison. Uh, Mrs. Garrison went to the abortion clinic to get an abortion because Mrs. Garrison missed her period. So going in and everything, gets up on the uh, thing and goes, doctor, I need an abortion. And the doctor goes, well, you can't. Well, it's body autonomy. He goes, no, you physically can't. You don't have a uterus. And then the next thing that came out of Mrs. Garrison's mouth was, I paid $5,000 to lop off my penis. Where's that sound bite? Where's that sound bite? Where is it? From last from yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was worded a little differently, but yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it was a little bit more graphic <laughs> yeah. yesterday. I think the word was whack. Yeah. <laughs> whack I, off I, yeah. my penis. <laughs> yeah. I did, but I, okay, so to that point, and to the dog, you guys, and people on the chat line are saying that, if you whack off the balls of a dog... It still does have a penis. Balls. Balls. <laughs> so it it literally is a boy dog still. Like Joe said, it doesn't have a uterus. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, we're being told 
to believe something that isn't true. And, and our kids are being guilted to believe non-truth. People can be who they want to be, but then don't lie and say, okay. Great. I'm, Greg brings up a good point. What is it? If uh, does it change your gender or anything about you if you have a vasectomy for us who have had vasectomies? Well, Co- correct. And I, Melody's saying I, the same thing. Am I thing. transgender now? No. No, you're not. And Melody oh, okay. was saying on the chat line that she had a complete hysterectomy. Does that now make her a man? No, it doesn't. No, but you, you, your DNA inside you is still the, the way God all, created you. It's uh, uh, all in your the DNA. Science. It's the science. Follow the science. Science. Oh well, that's just too simple to follow. Science, science. is now religion. This that's, is where we're at. This is where we're at. Well, this is. You have yeah. You have two letters to go by X and Y. Ugh, unreal. X unreal. and Y. It's the only two letters that you have to go by in science. Yes. Because no matter what species you are, you're either XX or XY, mm-hmm. and that determines. Your gender, correct, or sex. whether whatever, you like it or not, you use. It, it 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 does. It does, and we have to speak the truth. And like we are going to put this book to bed, but I just wanted to make it clear: is this is what's in your schools? If it is in your schools, and you can't, some parents can't do anything about the books in the school. But it might be good to talk to your kids about it a little bit, and just say beware of some of the comic books in school. Well, you know, even even you know, and here's the thing: again, before we put this to bed, and we really do need to put this book to bed um, in more ways than one. I told I told I told Lizzie the other day when we were talking. I go, this is going to be wild, wacky Wednesday. It's going to be full of a lot of um, uh, innuendos, euphemisms, and uh, probably a lot of uh, Joe going <laughs> record. Joe's going to be like, eh. Joe's but Joe doesn't censor us. That's the great <laughs> Joe, thing about no, a podcast. No, Joe's, Joe's going to pull these out and later on, like earlier when oh, we yeah. were talking, they'll be in balls. a button like this. <laughs> balls, balls. <laughs> <laughs> Like Lizzie saying that she'd whack off a penis yeah. or whatever. Yesterday. And I meant that in the most innocent of yeah. way, trying to prove the point about what happens to you when you try to transition. True. A kid. I was talking about kids. You can't do that to a little kid. And the thing is, is we as parents knew nothing about this stuff until Correct. COVID, Correct. Until COVID lockdowns. Yes. So mm-hmm. I guess in a way, thank you, China, for opening our eyes to what we were kind of blinded by what yes. we were just kind of you know the the you know taking the sheep to slaughter situation is follow the leader do a lemming thing you know it, in a way we we were able to open our eyes up and truly kind of get an inside look at what's going in mm-hmm. uh, in our kids classrooms so all good thing all you know some some Good things come out of a bad situation. They uh, do. Yeah. And that's what you have to look at that, the whole going back to the COVID thing or anything about these books is most of us knew what they were trying to do, that it was more of a control than it was any virus, not saying the virus wasn't, virus wasn't real, but from the get-go, many of us knew flat out, I'm not buying it. I know what you're doing. I know you and you, Mr. Frouchy and Barry, were over in Wuhan in 2015. We knew it from the beginning, but it shed the light on so much that was going on in our schools who was the ones that was going to be a control freak who was not going to be a control freak and it also made good bad or indifferent so many people that were lazy it highlighted them because they still want to be lazy they still don't want to go to work they still want to live on our government before it was kind of gray now it's obvious is anything what's who who people are chris on the chat line said he has a question a child can't drive 
drink or purchase a pew pew due to the lack of maturity. Mm-hmm. But they are mature enough to pick a gender. This is taught by an adult. Yes. You're taught by an adult how to drive. Correct. You're taught by an adult how to use a pew pew. You don't just pick it up. Right. I mean, according to the government, these things have legs and they do their own thing. Correct. Uh, Correct. But, you know, it, it, it takes somebody older or somebody even your own age mm-hmm. to teach you something. And that's how you're learn. That's how you learn it. So, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, an individual may have thoughts in their head. I mean, I wanted to be a truck when I was a kid. I'm so thankful. Ford my, or Chevy? Uh, it didn't matter. It pick, didn't matter. You, pick, could, you could have been a Ram truck uh, as well. Uh, pickup truck. I, what about a Toyota? Uh, they didn't have them back then. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but I wanted to be a truck when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm so thankful my parents did not take me to a mechanic shop, but they took me to a doctor to make sure that I'm, all my medical needs were So taken that you care weren't of. all of a sudden going to have a carburetor in your body? Well, I didn't need a lube oil and filter that way. Well, there you go. I wanted to be Spider-Man. Oh, you can, I, wonder, yeah. I wonder if I can transition into Spider-Man. You could. You could. Well, it, you're not Spider-Man until you can throw the webs out of your hands. That's what I'm saying. And I wanted to be Ted Simmons. I was a huge Cardinal fan, and I loved Ted Simmons. Even as a little kid, I just really loved him. And so I'm glad my parents... And I went, to, you know, for Halloween two years in a row as Ted Simmons. As I say, you can go You can go this year as Ted Simmons. You got the wonderful uh, locks like I do. I got, I got his hair. That's what I liked about him. I liked his hair. Yeah, I thought his hair was great. And when he would run around the bases, his hair would flip up. But I never really wanted to be Ted Simmons. No. Not and, really. Well, and, and I was talking to my kids the other day as we were driving somewhere. Uh, I, I, I told my daughter, I said, I said, I grew up with two sisters and, you know, we always just either went to the downstairs pile of old clothes from mom and dad or for Halloween, you know, there's a bunch of makeup around. There's a wig around. Hey, Derek's a girl for Halloween this year. Yeah. I've dressed up as a girl. Yeah. I'm and a lot of people I'm did still that. a guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, it's fun to do one, that. One, one night of going and get candy did not change my whole outlook on life. Well, see, going to get candy for a kid is a real great objective and a real great goal. So you didn't care really what your costume was back then. Now it's all about the costume and less about the candy. So as an adult, I will tell you, I I, I enjoy Halloween because Me too. For, for one, I'm still a kid. Uh, last year we had wonderful weather for Halloween. It was in the 70s. I know, wasn't it great? So that was the whole Paul Pelosi with the hammer situation. And so what's funny is I'm always, you know, one year I was Donald Trump for, uh, and, and and mind you, you see this full beard that I have. I went for it. I shaved the beard. Oh, wow. Do and, you have pictures? Oh, I, I do somewhere. I do have pictures. I, I, sh- I need to see. I shaved the beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got the orange, uh, the orange stuff from my daughter. Uh, for the for the my face to, to do the orange, I had the uh, the blonde uh, the wig, and I actually put a suit on and walked around and and with my kids and I was Donald Trump. The next year, uh, I had a. Uh, uh, Did you fire anybody while you were Donald? Trump? Oh yeah. Well, and the cool thing was, is I I had Donald Trump doesn't drink beer, but I was I was walking around giving. So you are the beer <clears throat> drinking. Trump. I was the beer drinking Trump. Yes. Oh, I. You know, could you imagine? Okay, think about Donald Trump for a second. Just really think about him. Could you imagine whether you like him, you don't like him? I like him. But, well, it doesn't matter. We've got a few people on our chat line that, you know, do and that's or they okay. don't. You don't. It is okay. You, you don't because have- I, like, I like some of the other choices, too. I just like Donald Trump better. But I don't know him as a person. So as a person, maybe he is bombastic and all this kind of stuff. So could you imagine... 
So you could imagine if he drank. <laughs> Can you imagine the tweets if he drank? Yes, if he drank. And what would his alcohol of choice be? Would Donald Trump I, drop? I don't know, because I don't know if he would drink a Bud Light or not, because he doesn't really get into all that kind of stuff so much. He's not really into canceling I, I tell you, people. I tell you what, we're going we're gonna to have a poll. Okay. Let's do have a on, poll. On the chat line. On the chat line. Let's say, uh, would Donald Trump be a beer drinker? We got three choices. Beer drinker, so give a thumbs up for beer. We'll give a heart for scotch or whiskey. And um, I don't know what other what other emojis we have. We have we have a thumbs up for a beer. We have a heart for uh, whiskey or scotch. And then any other drink. Or they could just write the word. Yeah, just write what you think. Just write the word. I, I personally think he'd probably be a bourbon or a whiskey on the rocks. On, on the Why on the rock? Uh, that's how you drink it, isn't it? Well, I don't know, but maybe some people wouldn't. I mean, I, I you know, if you're going to... You know, I could see that, though. Yeah, I mean, what about a Manhattan? You think he'd like a Manhattan? I could see him uh, maybe a hot, a hot toddy or maybe a Moscow mule in, okay, okay. in, in a copper mug. Okay. I mean... There you go. A, a, a bur- I, everybody's kind of saying a bourbon, old-fashioned. He, yeah. does, he, he does have a winery, so he might drink Trump, Trump wine. Yeah. You know what my best present I got? in a long time was it got sent to my house by my husband on one of our anniversaries was a big bottle of wine from Trump. Oh, the the Trump winery? Yeah, it was great. It was I'm not great. A, I'm not a wine drinker. I'm a redneck, remember? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, look who just walked in. Kathy and Steve are Kathy here. and Steve are here. Kathy and Steve. So what would you guys think if Donald Trump drank alcohol? What do you think he would drink? Hmm. Wine cooler? No. A wine cooler? Okay, yeah, my kind of person. He's a Zima no, kind of guy. I would think bourbon or I, bourbon. I, I'd yeah. say a bourbon or a whiskey. Mm-hmm. And, and, but but here here here's the Jack ca- and Coke. Here, Jack here, and here's, Coke. Yeah 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 ca- yeah. Here's the caveat to that. That big ice ball. Yeah. Oh, I like ice balls. Yeah, got balls. <laughs> We're back to balls again. I'm sorry, balls. sorry. I, I really do. And here they're in there. They're like it. Just I don't know. It makes your stuff cooler. Have you ever seen how that's made? It starts as a square, and then you put this big, heavy thing on there, and it literally melts into a ball. Huh. Uh-huh. Didn't interesting. That. Yeah. That is interesting. I watched a, YouTube, I watched a, uh, a TikTok on that the other day. Very cool. Very it's cool. the dumb things in you. Yes. I Kathy think he drinks vodka. Vodka? Yeah. Vodka, yeah. Nobody else Mixed said it, what? so yeah. Yeah. Uh, like straight, straight up. He loves Martini, Coke. maybe. Okay. Yeah, he loves shaken, Coke. yeah, he does love Coke. Shaken, stirred, dirty. Yeah, Morgan and Coke, I think. Yeah, maybe. good. You mm. win the prize. Gotta get his Coke in. Yeah. A, yeah. a skinny pirate. Expensive wine. That's right. Well, yeah. he, like yeah. I said, he has a winery. So, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't he drink his own wine? That makes sense. I'm not a wine drinker either. So uh, bush, bush Light here. <laughs> so, Kathy, Steve, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. How are you guys? Oh, wonderful. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful Wednesday. Uh, we were out playing a little cornhole this morning before the show. Yeah. And, and getting everything warmed up. So, uh, Kathy, what is the latest thing in the market? I know uh, the market kind of does that yeah. up and down, up and down. Yeah. What are you seeing the trends uh, right now for available homes in the area? You know, <clears throat> nationwide, they're saying inventory is growing. Um, we're seeing it pretty stable here in St. Louis. Um, it's We're still having new listings come on the market, hundreds a, a week, which usually in September, it's lower in the St. Louis market. So... We're a little bit um, off there, but no, we're, we're seeing buyers. We're seeing maybe not as many multiple offers 
like dozens, maybe like two or three offers at a time. Some houses are doing price reductions. It's just a lot of the mixed bag still in, in St. Louis. So I, I, as I was coming into uh, Chesterfield, uh, one of the biggest biggest home builders in the area is, is uh, McBride and Sons. Mm -hmm. And it seems like if there is a piece of land that's bigger than, you know, this TV screen, <laughs> yes. they're buying it and then, you know, building a house there. Is the, is the new inventory uh, homes that are being built, are they uh, in with that number of, of houses that are available or is the, the brand new homes that are being built in a different category than what's on the market? <clears throat> Depends on how you search. So yes, it, it includes some new construction starts that are in some of those listings that come up each, each week in the um, inventory counts. But then there's also a whole separate division for new construction because not every new construction lot or available um, market home is listed sure. or, or I should say um, to be built home is listed. So they might pick a couple of their sample type houses and then enter those into the multiple listing service so that you know those are available. But then there's a lot, dozens more at that development that is available. So say if, they're, say if they're building 50 or, <coughs> 50 or 60 houses in that area, they might put up they'll, eight. they'll put the spec houses that Correct. they're building. Okay. Correct. That makes sense. Yes. Just um, get, and a, so get a flavor. One of the things that, uh, and, and we, we talked about it last time I was in studio, I'm in that 3% interest rate to where I can't step out of my house mm -hmm. as much as I know I could make some huge money mm, profit wise, yes. stepping into the next house with a 7% interest rate. Is that slowing people down or is it just kind of one of those things where people are kind of like, yeah, I can make a lot of money on this house, but I'm going to take the gamble, do the roll, find that next house because I now can quote unquote afford it with mm -hmm. the amount of money. Uh, is that is the percentage of interest rate hindering people or slowing them down at all? 100%. It is. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what's keeping people paralyzed into their houses right yeah. now. And, but you know, there, there, there are also buyers that are kind of giving up on or, or coming to terms with rates. <clears throat> so it might be sellers that are sitting on their houses from selling because they're in low rates, but we're seeing buyers still kind of start to come out to the marketplace and go, you know what, I'm just going to buy because who knows what's going to happen with rates. Mm -hmm. um, and then we, we're having counseling people that if you want to buy or if you need to buy, regardless of if you have a house to sell, it's a, that's at a 3% rate. So if you're not that particular type of person, and you want to buy and you've just been sitting on the sidelines waiting for the interest rates to come down, maybe that's not the smartest thing for you to do right now because historically and forecast-wise, the prices of houses are going to continue to go up. There's less availability. We still have supply and demand issues, which as soon as rates go down means everyone's going to come out of the woodworks again and come shopping for houses. So maybe it's not the smartest thing for you to sit on the sidelines right now waiting for that rate drop, maybe you need to get into a house where you can negotiate a better price right now and then change your rate when the rates drop. I agree with Kathy. You can't Kathy. change the price of the house. Yeah. You can change the rate. A hundred percent. And what we're seeing now is if somebody's seeing a house that they like and they've got a ton of equity like you do, right? And you say that I want to move, I want to take advantage of this equity. Well, maybe you put $20,000 less down. And what that's going to do is it's going to help you carry that extra little bit of payment mm -hmm. with rates being up for that maybe year or year and a half, you can do the math, right? So sure. maybe you're making your same payment, you've got an extra $20,000 on the side that you're gonna use to make that difference up and not put that down in your home because if you put that down in your home, 
that's really only a hundred dollar difference per month. Right. Mm-hmm. So then you can refinance later on. You've gotten into that house, and then when mm-hmm. the market comes back, guess what? Your house that you just bought is going to do. It's now be worth more. It's going to appreciate. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, yeah. and I believe mm-hmm. last time you guys were on uh, last Wednesday, you, you were talking about this. I was listening on the on the. Uh, uh, on Facebook, you even said when the interest rates come down, prices are going to go up. I and yep. friends, yes. you will be there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so is this a good time, for example, say you're almost an empty nester and you have a bigger house than you need and you can get a lot of money for it now. And granted, you when you when if you buy down, you're going to have to pay more than you might have a couple years ago. But is that? <coughs> it seems to me like this is a good time for that. Am I wrong or or what do you think about that? It depends. It depends on where you are sitting at with your rate. If you've got a house to sell and you're going to buy, you're going to win on one, you're going to lose on the other. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. You're not going to win both ways, right? Right. So if you're you're wanting to get into a house at a lower price, mm-hmm. then yes, you're still you're still in a position where sellers are, are making great equity in their houses. Yeah. Could you potentially make more next year when the buying frenzy comes back out? Sure, but now you're also going to pay more. Yeah, but you're, right. you're taking that gamble any chance. Exactly. Yeah, any time for that. H- here's one thing that as a homeowner that, you know, it's not good for banking and all the rest that come in loans, but I wish there was a way that when I bought my home that I could have strategically put it into where I can actually sell my home with the interest rate. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, and correct me if you've been in a lot yes. longer than I've been alive. <laughs> there, so at, at one point in time, you could actually get a conventional loan to where you could sell your home with that interest rate. Is that correct? Or so not? there were and are some programs where you can assume the rate. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very few and far between these days, you know, and there's certain criteria that goes into play. And then that institution that services that loan is going to have to approve it. So, um, you know, with with the mortgage market changing so much, a lot of those aren't getting approved. So, you know, assumable rate would be very nice if you could sell it with 3% because your home value would be even greater, right? Sure. Well, not just that. You could probably, you know, mm-hmm. if if I was coming in and sell my house at a 3.2%, I could actually put on the listing, you can actually buy it at this rate, and then I can actually charge you a premium to get that rate. Are you still on the hook? Like, if once you sell it and you let someone assume your loan, are you still on the hook for a while? No, 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 no. no. no they they take over the loan completely. Yeah. Got it. All okay. responsibility, all, all liability. Got it. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked on here, what was the highest rates in the past 75 years? Well, I mean, I remember 75 years. parents <laughs> talking about 18%. 20%. Yeah. yeah. When I, I got into real estate in 97, it was in the eights. Well, I mean, people talk about it being 18% mm-hmm. back in right. 82, 83, right. whatever yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. But I did see somebody on here talk about... Um, People not being able to save 20% to put down on a home. That is an old wives' tale. Mm -hmm. You do not have to have 20% to put down on a home. And I wish that we could get that out to everybody Mm -hmm. a little bit more. Um, You know, there's conventional programs where you can put 3% down. There's down payment Mm -hmm. assistance programs where you put 0% down. You know, but I would shy away from the down payment assistance programs Mm -hmm. if it's a second mortgage. Because a lot of times that's what they do. They'll, they'll put a second on it. So if that home does ever depreciate, you're underwater. So mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. with your mortgage professional about, you know, if that's a good idea. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. when I bought my first house at 25, <clears throat> that was the whole, I think it was 2007, right before the bubble burst. And mm-hmm. A friend of mine was in the mortgage business. And to get that 20% down, we did basically an 80-20. And yeah. like you said, mm-hmm. Steve... Shit hit the fan. Yeah. Guess what happened? See? Yeah. I yeah. had owed more than what my yeah. value was worth because 
the you know when when the when it hit the ceiling and crashed yeah the value of my house came down but when now, you were buying that was oh, awesome when right? I was, yeah 80 20 hell yeah man put me in this yeah, house that's right <laughs> it was amazing now i will say this when we bought our house in eureka it's like you said, we actually walked in with an FHA loan. So, mm-hmm. you know, people need to understand there are some things with an FHA loan that uh, if you're aware of PMI, yeah. you mm-hmm. have to pay the PMI. For the life of the loan. Yeah, for the yeah. life of the loan. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we got in uh, with a 3.5% down mm-hmm. uh, on our home in Eureka. And with the with the change of value of our house, we went back to uh, when we refinanced to get conventional. That. Yeah, we actually went conventional because we had twenty percent equity, equity yeah. in our home. So you don't have to have that twenty percent down. That's right. right. You just need the twenty percent equity right. in your home. Right. That's in the, right. In that value. So, so that's a great point. Yeah. You know, a lot of that that is a creative structure. So when people get into it with PMI or whatever it is, there are ways around that. And mm-hmm. you know, somebody put five percent down. I don't know, five years ago, three years ago, or whatever it is, their home might hit that 20% equity mark. So then we take a look at that and we might be able to re- remove that PMI, which then drops your payment. Right. Right? And Lizzie, going back to your <clears throat> to your empty nest question, mm-hmm. I know everybody hates BlackRock. We talk about BlackRock all the time on here. Who? Yeah. <laughs> who, who are they? Who are they? There is a program out there that is backed by BlackRock where they are buying the homes from, let's say, over 50 and actually other, mm-hmm. other people can qualify too letting you stay in the house for as long as you want so they're buying out your equity right now mm-hmm. releasing your equity letting you stay in the house and pay market rate rent and maintaining it for you so it's, they're basically trying to get to an age in place type program and then whenever you're ready you can you can decide you want to you can just walk away from it away and go do what you want to do but so but i guess the key is the fair market rent so what if you started out at a thousand and next thing you know you're up to four thousand mortgage but it's releasing your equity if you need equity yeah i've seen a lot of people don't have to move right away so that's been a a option that people are using when they were waiting for the right house to come on the market Mm -hmm. because you couldn't time selling my house and buying a house at the same time oh right okay this is the drc this is not a reverse mortgage. Yeah. It's actually no. considered to be decentralized housing. Mm-hmm. Decentralized, decentralized housing. So if you think about a, uh, how do I be politically correct? Don't be politically correct. Right. Yeah, an old folks' home. <laughs> right, right, an old folks' home. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you have an old assisted, folks' home. Assisted living. Assisted yes. living. And you bring your your family member to this place, and now there's a hundred of these older people that need assisted living. Well, instead of that having that centralized, these people want to stay in their home. Right, right. right. So you stay in your home, you have care, and you have assisted living at your own house that mm-hmm. you're comfortable in. So that's why it's called decentralized living. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And that's probably going on more than we know. Well, and, and you know, in this, situ- come bigger, yeah. in this situation, if they're buying the equity in the home, mm-hmm. you're, you're really not, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, you're really not getting the value of them. Like if you well, they're buying selling. the house from you, right? Then yeah. it's based like, on what yep. the market rate is. Okay, mm-hmm. and so you're cashing your equity out. You're okay. getting that instead of waiting for reverse mortgage. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's completely different. So, so you're cashing so it out now. Maybe you can give your inheritance. And I'm not saying I'm a proponent. That's what I'm saying. This is just available. Yeah, <clears throat> you, you can go give your inheritance to your kids now. Sure. Instead of waiting until you pass away and pass them because you've sold the house to them, but you don't have to move out. Or in my right. Bo- in so my their bo- idea is basically once they gather all of these homes, then I think step two is going to be the aging in place type 
homes mm-hmm. that they own that they can put people in. Well, not just that. They, mm-hmm. own, they own all the properties. They own all the properties. They own all the properties. Well. properties and then they can, the they, ultimate goal. They can set the rent rate. Correct. I mean, yeah. Eureka in my neighborhood is $1,800 a month for a three-bedroom, 1,300-square-foot yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. In a larger community, uh, say like the, the, the Legends, yeah, Legends, where you know, have four-bedroom, right. four-bathroom homes. Four thousand yeah. dollars. Oh month. yeah. Oh yeah. Four grand. I'm like, yeah. why don't you just buy the house? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I at, at that price, I mean, it, so, it, yeah. it's crazy. Um, back to the mortgage side of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was actually talking with a, a friend of mine, and uh, they were in the process of build, uh, buying a house, selling theirs, and they actually uh, got the uh, the cash. Basically, the cash offer, like yes. you were talking about, Good. through that uh, that type deal, to where they they were able, you know, they didn't have their house sold yet, yeah. but they were be able to buy the other house with that Correct. cash offer <laughs> and yep. rent their house the, back. Yeah, well, and rent, and that's exactly what they're doing yeah. is is they put in their contract is we will sell the house, but we will even lease it back from mm-hmm. you. Uh, for a period of time until we can get into our pretty smooth, house. isn't it? Yeah, that's I mean, smooth. That's if nice. you think about it, as a as a buyer of that home. You you know if you're not if you're not actually moving in it's more of an investment property for you. Mm-hmm. You actually have a, a a person that will lease it, being the seller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know yeah. if you're building if you're building a home that sounds like a great idea is to sell your house and, and even offer the fact that hey we will actually lease the house from you until our new house is mm-hmm. built. And I would love that. Trust me. That's our last house before we got into the house that we did. We lived in a, a like a hotel for three and a half months mm-hmm. with five kids. Or, that was you know, not fun. Think, no, think of this fun. way. You got to pack your whole house up, yeah. move into an apartment or another rental for a few weeks, few months. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. And so yeah. you're basically moving three times. Right. Right? Yeah, you Which are. Is expensive. And paying for Moving's it. Expensive. it is, moving is expensive. Or <clears throat> getting all your friends to you know, pizza and beer. Uh, that ain't cheap. That. It doesn't work I anymore. Think, I don't think those my kind age, of friends no, exist anymore. That's right. None of my friends are going to move me. The, the no. pizza and beer bring your friends over thing is, is a, a, a thing of the past. The thing of the past. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're all going to paint this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, oh, isn't that no, fun? No, nobody shows up. Right. <laughs> I'll buy my own pizza. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I told exactly. my wife many a times, I said, you can do anything in this house, but don't ask me to paint. You know what? Me either. Like, There's a lot of things I will do. It's just painting... Yeah, I don't have the patience. For I don't paint I don't. either, and my husband's in the process of like painting all of our rooms, and it's taken five hundred years. It's I, like a, a wall at a time, a yeah. wall at a time, and I'll a wall paint, at a time. But I don't like trimming. I, yeah, that's uh, the worst. Yeah, well, yeah. And my wife even jokes with me. She goes, "You can sit in a deer stand for hours, just freezing to death. Different. You can't. Yeah. It's do just the, different. I, like, <laughs> there's something not right about painting. No, huh. it's just not right. I, I think it's almost abuse. <laughs> yeah, it is abuse, and that's a problem. I think a lot of people don't want to move out of their house because they know it needs paint yeah. and they know it needs yeah, carpet. We can help you with all that. Well, and I remember that and, and remind us about how you can do that. That type of paralyzation. Uh, yeah. Like you can yeah. literally like sell your house. Yeah. We actually prefer people to call us before you do all those things because I'm going to say probably seven out of 10 times you do the wrong things mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. don't consult with us first. Or you waste money on things that we're going to tell you you probably didn't need to do because everybody gets hung up on their own little, their their sticking point. Yeah. And your sticking point isn't everybody else's sticking point. So we're that neutral eye that comes in and says, you know, the husband feels like I have to eat off the floor of the garage and make sure the attic insulation is at such and such inches. Like they get all hung up. And I had one guy that he was like, no, I can't, you know, put my house up for sale till I patch every nail hole in this house and, t- and I was like mm-hmm. you don't need to do that mm-hmm. so you get yourself 
burrowed down in all these things that you think you need to do. Mm -hmm. And I come in and say, let me rip that honeydew list in half. That's awesome. Some of them you do need to do, for sure. Some of the things that aren't on your list, I'm going to put on your list. But half of the things that are on your list that you think are important, I'm going to tell you, don't even waste your time or money on. It's just, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Well, and, and there's people that walk into a home and, you know, they're stuck on what they're seeing. And, yes. you know, and I, I told my wife when we were going in, I said, don't worry about the paint. Yes. Because. But a lot of people don't have that vision. No. They and, don't. And people walk in and they're like, oh my God, that's a purple wall. Right. I, I don't want this house because it has a purple wall. Mm -hmm. And it's like. Right. I was guilty of A that. purple yeah. wall yeah. costs yeah. what? A hundred bucks? And <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Now take it one step further. How are homes sold nowadays? A lot of times, aren't they vacant or staged? The first... Oh, yeah. The first look is online. online. Oh, yeah. online. You're it's right. Online. It's online. So, yes. if you don't change that purple wall, True. you don't put the yeah. a little bit better furniture, you don't do some of the things, a percentage of the people, when they see it online, are going to go, yeah. pass. Yeah, you know, just pass you, it yeah, right up. If you, didn't take, if you didn't care as much, you know, yes. my daughter has a black wall in her room, and I told her, <laughs> I said, lady... I said, if you ever want to change that wall, I said, you're painting it. <laughs> yeah. Because you yeah. know those dark colors yeah. are popular, or mm -hmm. that accent wall, yeah. mm -hmm. and people yeah. don't understand that at some point in time, if you do mm -hmm. go to sell it, that might not be the trend. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So you For have sure. to pay attention. Uh, while the Strix are here, Lizzie, how is everything going on with your uh, yeah. your uh, hormone treatment and everything? Still it's, it's actually, I don't even know if it's hormones hormone treatment. that I'm taking. <laughs> hey, I, 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 yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's semi-glutide isn't a hormone, is no. it? Okay, so I am, I'm not taking any hormones because they said my hormones were all fine. Not you guys all on the show probably. Yeah. Well, yesterday you were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys blamed it on my hormones yesterday. They blamed what I said on my hormones. If well, you were, I'm not boy. taking if hormones. If you weren't watching, yeah, us, as then. I say, if you were not watching yesterday, this is not Stephen Kathy's uh, fault. <laughs> no, right, it, right. Lizzie was just on point yesterday. That's just me. That is no blame at all to New Age. So I'm taking semi-glutide and vitamin B. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, I'm going to have to run there tomorrow because it just dawned on me I am out of the oh, vitamin what? B. So okay. I, I'm just going to be calling them tomorrow and be going, yep. okay, I'm popping in. I need, some, I need to yeah. pick it up. But it's great. It's really easy. It's fine. Um, it's cut my appetite. I have the same amount of energy, if not more. And I like I've said several times. I may go in tomorrow. Now that I'm going tomorrow, I will weigh myself to see how much I've lost. As I say, I notice your uh, yeah, my your, clothes your are getting baggier. Your shirt and, are getting a little loose there. Yeah, and, uh, they are. And I'm sure I've gone down at least a size, or at least my clothes feel better. I don't really mm -hmm. care as much as I want to look lighter mm -hmm. so and it's working like a feather yes like a, like, like and it's totally working like with literally feather. i don't have any side effects at all it, well, at all i did i if, thought i had headaches but you know i wonder i i, I just think that's just me uh, okay fun fun fact i was watching another video on tiktok and, and <laughs> this might be something that you and your tiktok well, yeah, you know what you, you you learn a bunch of weird things <laughs> you do you do, so you do. a lot of you cool do. dances on tiktok a lot that's, of cool dances <laughs> right yeah a lot of cool dances <laughs> or do on stupid TikTok. things in a pool with <laughs> yes yes um, but I, I i watched the thing and it, 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 the lady said that if you have headaches um, to add salt in your water because yes. apparently your um, potassium. your potassium mm -hmm. might be low. Plus Himalayan sea Himalayan salt, sea, the, pink pink, salt. the pink salt, yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah. it actually uh, it's it's your your brain or in your head, it for lack of better terms, you don't have enough fluid in the area, so mm -hmm. you're getting that <clears throat> headache. So if, if you suffer from headaches and everything, they say to add Himalayan pink salt to your water. Mm -hmm, I've heard and, that. And it, On the show is it, where I've yeah, heard it. And, and we will, it actually will help you uh, absorb the water. Mm -hmm. Well, you can go deeper, and they're saying that the bottles of water that are out there now actually make you dehydrated. You know, yeah, they I got can fluoride believe that. Too, and that's yeah. not good There's for you. There's no yeah. minerals, and yeah. you know, it's just... 
I believe yeah. that's true. After you drink bottled water, I just want another one and another one. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you got mm -hmm. the BPA and the plastic and mm -hmm. all the rest of that. So, you know, it, I, I've always been I've always been a uh, proponent of if you have if you're able to have a well on your property, yeah. you're probably getting the best water you could have. Yeah, and years because, ago they would have told you it was nasty. Oh, they would have told you it was nasty. Well, it's got all the minerals. It's got all the uh -huh. minerals. It's got all, all the minerals. Exactly. So, is there anything else that uh, is going on in the uh, the the strict world right anything now? Anything else in our health you, and wellness side of things? Uh, <coughs> yeah, I mean, we've got some we've got some things coming. Lake St. Louis is obviously coming. We found another location that nice. we will probably be TBD. signing on. Can you tell um, us yet where that is? Secret right now. Is, oh, it's a no, secret. I'm cool with it. No, because someone can steal okay. it. Okay, we've got to we've got to save it. Yeah, yeah. don't tell. Uh, don't tell. Not yeah, locked don't down yet. Area. Don't tell. We can Great steal area. From you guys will us. know the area. Good. Um, very very cool. And then we've got something else that we're kind of working on, but there's an NDA sign, so we can't tell you about that yet. Okay. Yes. I just love it. It'll be fun. Stuff. Fun it is going to be yes. fun. Yes. Good. Yeah. I can't wait. You guys are just fun, period. You are. <laughs> you're the hardest working people I know, but you're fun as hell, too. And they, look, are, and they look amazing. They are. They just come in, they brighten up a room. Well, for thank sure. Thank you guys. So, it's you all guys those are, hormones and semaglutide, man. There you go. There you go. Big believer <laughs> in that now. Young. Yeah. We'll talk about NAD next week. I need to bring in a little more information. Yes. Okay, good. On here. We oh, do they had NAD, NAD on there? Okay, oh, they yes. If we have it. Yes, <clears throat> yes we have NAD Plus. I'm on NAD Plus, and it's definitely uh, a good thing for anti aging and, and anti -aging. cognitive health. Because I have. Right. Aren't you 39? Right. Aging <laughs> backwards, I hope. Yeah. I, yeah. Thought yes. I thought everyone 39. was 39 years old. No, I, I have Alzheimer's and um, dementia in my family history. Both my mom and dad passed from that. So this is something I'll, I'll bring some more information. Not NADS. <laughs> NAD Plus. <laughs> NADS. Balls. Aaron, when I first knew about it, man, that's what I said, too. I was like, I haven't NADS. heard that word since second grade. I was right. that, that was a, yeah. Yeah, that was, that's that what, was, I haven't heard that in years. Back in the day. Right. Back in the day. Well, and it's all back, back to you balls. Can go get, go back to balls. Go, go get your On balls. Get away from balls. That's right. We'll, we'll talk about NADS now. Go, go to yeah. New Age and get your NADS. Yes. NADS yes. next week. NADS, NADS Plus. NADS Plus. Plus. Okay, next week, bring your nads and I'll talk all about them. Love it. it. All right. Well, very good. We love when you guys Thanks, come guys. in. Kathy, Steve, thank you always for coming in. It's you. always Everybody. a pleasure. Have a great day. Great. Have Bye, a guys. Day. Have a good race to your day. You, you too. Care. Thank you. Are you going to get some nads? <laughs> I was Are born with nads. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, that just sounds like I'm, I'm going to go to New Age and I'm going to get me some nads. What do you think about that? Vic is listening while he's driving his car going, Oh shit, these he, two. Well, he always <laughs> shakes his head at me anyway. I kind of, you know, he's such a good sport and he's so nice to me and stuff, but I know sometimes he's like, for the love of God, could she just stop talking like a preschool teacher? Oh, yeah. For the love of God. You know what? Vic needs to wear a red shirt so it matches his face because when you started going yesterday, I, I, he was a nice shade of blush. It was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. You know what? That, is, that has gotten to be like my pastime now to just do that to Vic. It's quite fun to do that to Vic because as soon as he goes into his newsy newsboy stuff yeah. and I love it. Everybody likes Vic. That's, you know, really why they watch the show and I like it and, and it's great. But when he gets into that newsy newsboy, I like to just go, <laughs> like that and make him cut out of it and go what the hell is he doing now come back down to reality yeah, yeah come yep. back down and then he's like uh okay all right but i, I whatever lizzie whatever so uh while we're at the nine o'clock hour and everything um just wanted to talk about some of our uh 
<clears throat> our uh, sponsors and everything, we have Complete Auto Care. Uh, so if anything you need for uh, all of your auto care needs. And even if you don't have an auto care need, um, you can go see them and find out, um, if they can help you. And and if it's something like Lizzie said, you know, you, you don't need that, or it's to the point to where you already have a, uh, a warranty on your car. They are honest upfront and let you know that, you know, take it to Take it to the dealership. It's already taken care of. With okay, what do you you know? What I was not paying attention. I, what are I'm, you talking about? I'm just talking about our sponsors because you are you talking what? about complete auto I'm body? I'm talking about complete auto body. My daughter was just there again. Like we live there, and my daughter has a new house, and it seems like every other week, she's getting a nail in her tire. So she just takes it to complete, and they fix it and whatever. Like we live there. So it, that's it, our second house. It's so complete. basically, if you if you need someone to trust, they're the best. Uh, the complete they really auto are. body and repair, uh, strategic air services. This beautiful studio we're sitting in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Maletnik and his crew here. They have a wonderful facility. They do. They have a, a, a state of the art gym, uh, and and not just not just state of the art gym, not just a wonderful studio, but if you want to fly private, it's almost to the point to where. If you have enough friends and family to go somewhere, mm-hmm. why sit at the airport for three, four hours? You know, get a private get a private airline, jump on the plane 15 minutes after you get here, get to your destination quickly, get off the plane, enjoy your vacation, and Kevin and his team will take good care of you here at Strategic Air Services. Uh, Experience Realty, we just had uh, uh, Steve and Kathy on here. Uh, if you're looking for a realtor or uh, somebody to do, help you with your um, – with your, <laughs> sorry, to help you with your uh, loan and everything, uh, give Steve and Kathy a call. Uh, Vehicle Protection Group, you can get uh, Todd at uh, vpcnetwork.com. Uh, VPC uh, they're uh, salespeople. They're looking for salespeople, and you can make up to six figures just answering phone calls and the questions. Uh, Greenlight Dispensary, today is Weed Wednesday, so Greenlight will be here uh, this uh, next segment, uh, we'll be talking with Greenlight. You'll learn the newest and latest things about uh, weed, gummies, drinks, different things like that. So we'll be talking with them. Um, we have Carol Haas Furniture. So if you're looking for new furniture for your home, if you're buying that new home, go see Steve and Kathy. Then go over to Carol Haas Furniture and uh, the Dubmans. They take good care of you. They have a, I believe it's a, a, a couple of acre building full of they have two 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 locations two. too mm-hmm, they do uh, so so uh if you go to carol house furniture please tell them you heard about uh, about them on cancel this because uh they're supporting us and we'd love to support them and then uh metro shooting supplies uh you know if you're a two a uh, second amendment type or you just looking to learn more about uh firearms or uh you want to take a class on getting your uh conceal to carry or if you're just wanting to get some friends and i believe they have a shooting range out there don't they yeah yeah if you want to get some friends together mm-hmm. and they do. uh and, and you know just go out there and, and and do some target practice or just get together yeah you get, can take a class ha- have a have a girl's night out you can and, and, you can. and, and go see them over at metro shooting supply that was good. You know what? Vic would be impressed. I mean, you know people what? on the chat line, and I don't blame them, are saying that they miss Vic today. And with good reason, because you never know where Derek and I are going to go. But we hold down the ship the best we can. Don't worry, guys. Vic is coming back. He's just in Columbia today doing his his stuff. And he plus, he's got two kids oh, that go to school Vic's in Columbia. a lot prettier than I am, too. 
Well, Vic, yeah, Vic is, yeah, he's pretty cute. But you're not bad either with your beard going on over there and your cancel this hat. Uh, and, and, and like a brand new t-shirt. Yeah. It's the uh, uh, working all day for bullshit pay overtime hours. We oh, there you go. We getting that on the uh, merch page. So, uh, And you know who's saying that right now, who would want to be wearing that is the UAW. Yeah, UAW. Oh, did you see that uh, the Ford plant up in uh, Michigan is laying off 600 employees that have nothing to do with the actual strike? It's oh, be- wow. It's because the employees that are striking mm-hmm. these other 600 employees are to do with body and uh, uh, i believe uh one other component but because the the workers that are on strike right now are not doing their job the, the whole, whole thing is just a mess the whole trickle down effect and, and don't get me wrong I, do you blame it on electric cars no i i blame this on a lot of things uh first of all uh i i'm all for making the money you know, get well, you have to have you, it, you have especially to. these days. And, and, and even you're hearing people that even are making eighty to $100,000 or even more of that, and they're living paycheck to paycheck. It, I, Ten years ago, if you were making six figures, you are, well, I mean, even you're considered right now upper middle class. Right. And, and, That's crazy. And it's the, Yet it's hard to make bills. You, you almost have to make quarter of a million dollars a year yeah. just to stay above a water. Correct. And so... Or you don't do anything. Do you just I, can't do much. Do I do I blame them for wanting to get a raise? No. I no, don't. I don't blame them. Because, you know, companies like Ford and all that, they're making billions of dollars. Yeah. And we had, Vic and I had talked about this earlier. I don't blame them at all for doing this. I think the problem is the union heads, not the workers at all. But we know that the result of all this is if you want to go get, which I would love to have... You know, we have a, I have a Ford 150. I would love to get a Ford 250, but I'm not going to spend 125,000. And now is it going to be 200,000 to get one of those cool trucks? Well, first of all, or even a GM. I love the GMC trucks. No, no vehicle should cost that much. I mean, if you're, it's ridiculous. The, the price of a car uh, used to be the price of your first house. Correct. There, yep. There's no yep. reason. But yep. number or more. Number two in that situation is the UAW ask for a 40 percent raise. Who gets a forty percent raise these days? And the and and, and Ford and everything, I believe, came back with a, a, a counter of twenty one percent. Hello, twenty one percent. Even if you're at twenty five dollars over a four year period, that's a five dollar and twenty five cent raise over four years. That's a dollar and ten cents, a dollar twelve per year. What people don't understand is, yeah, it's great to see that I'm making. an hour. But what they're not understanding is by going up to that next level, they're now in a different tax bracket. So if they look at their paycheck at the end of the day, making $25 versus $30, they're actually taking home more money, making lower pay because they're in a lower tax bracket. You know, here's Derek with the uh, the economics for the day, but it's simple math, folks. Yeah. The more you make, the more you're going to pay in taxes and the less you're going to take home with you. So while it's always nice to have a raise and everything, maybe it's better to get just a one-time bonus. You know what you're doing right now with your economics? Um, Math. Well, you are doing math, but you're probably making a lot of people on the chat line who don't even smoke marijuana now want to smoke marijuana. Because they want a gummy. Because you're like racking their brain with information. It's not just that. It's It's not all good news. It's Weed Wednesday. It is Weed Wednesday. So why not? But- at that point, it's you know it's simple math, folks. I, I I want people to make a good living, and the fact is, you know, people say, oh, these these bad billionaire companies. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing: twenty nine million dollars for the CEO at Ford. People are like, oh, he's you know greedy and blah blah blah. The CEO at Ford was put in place by the people who pay him, 
the CEO doesn't make his own pay, make it right, make right. Who wouldn't, who wouldn't so, want that? So here's the thing. He's apparently doing something right to get that $29 million salary. Mm -hmm. But what people don't realize, they're, they're worried about one man and one multi-billion dollar company making $29 million a year. Mm -hmm. What about the professional athlete that's making $300 million over 10 years. He's making $30 million a year. And granted, granted you know, 10% goes to the agent and, and everybody's got a little piece of piece in, uh, you know, their handout for it. But we, we gripe and moan about these big billionaire companies on how they're keeping the, keeping the, 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 the everyday average man down. But the everyday average man will spend $150 for a ticket to go see a multimillionaire play a kid's game but they won't say anything about that i just read that st louis cardinals and shout out to adam wainwright on win number two i know player. wasn't that exciting Amazing. i know he's bad he's maybe bad. only us st louis people care and, and we needed to have that because they're playing so bad and, and you know the, the struggles that he's had this year good for him i'm so I know. happy i love that guy uh you know and and, and not only you know his faith, his love for family, mm -hmm. but you know he's been a cardinal through and through. Yeah, you know, the good times and the bads. So congratulations to Adam Wainwright. But I'll go back to the Cardinals just as an explanation. And then we have to go to Josh. We Cohen. will. Okay. Three million sales this year for the 18th year in a row. They were terrible this year, but people still give money. Yeah. So that's true. It, it, that's it, true. If you're going to gripe about one company, you better gripe about them all. So Weed Wednesday. All right, we're going to be talking to Josh King. King. I almost said Queen. I like that music. Do you like Queen? I love Queen. I Fre do too. Freddie Mercury, man. I, if you have not watched that movie, yeah, I, I, take, I watched it. Take them. Hey, Josh, how are you? Josh, hey, there you are, going, Josh. How are you back. doing? How are we doing? I'm so glad doing that you're fantastic. here be because our listeners are going to want to hear what you have to say because Derek is going on and on and on about the woes of our economy. <laughs> So please bring us something good. Gummies, gummies, and gummies. Something good so that people don't hear yeah. Derek going on about his woes. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, the past several times that we've been on with you guys throughout the, the few GMs that we've had kind of rotating through, we've always showcased whether it be an event or, or flower or gummies. We've never really talked about, you know, ease of access into the products, uh, which is something that I wanted to showcase today. Uh, so going over some of those accessories that'll just make cannabis uh, a lot easier for somebody who might be a little bit scared or, or a little bit, uh, you know, not so eager to, to chomp at the bit. Um, so like one of my favorite things that I prefer to do in my free time uh, is concentrates um, and, and or extracts. Uh, so what these are, these are uh, waxes uh, that are pulled from the cannabis flower. Um, there are several different kinds. Uh, this one right here is a live cannabis extract. Um, so the way that they get this is they take fresh frozen flour and they do a very cold extraction process on it, which preserves the terpenes, which are the flavors in the plant, um, through that extraction process. Um, now, a lot of times to do concentrates, you have to have uh, a torch, a rig, which is just a smaller bong. Um, and, and it can be a, a very um, um, off-putting, I guess you could say would be a good way to put it. Um, and so some of these devices like so, uh, it, this little guy here is called an electro barrel. Um, so what I kind of wanted to showcase is that you don't have to have all the craziness, the torch, uh, the rig, the bong. Uh, we have these awesome little electronic accessories like so, where you have this little piece right here that pops off. You fill this guy with water. So just full enough to where that stem in there can reach it. And then you have a chamber that is right here on the top. 
and you just take your extracts and you drop a little bit in that chamber, put this lid down, and it's good to go. You have a little rig that's uh, just as easy as that. No torch needed. Um, and like a good a good way to explain this is this year I had my 30th birthday. Uh, my mom Aww. went absolutely crazy for me. Uh, and, and she's fond of cannabis and knows that I've been involved in it for several years now. Uh, but, you know, myself, I didn't want to bring over the torch and the rig. I didn't want to look like that guy in front of my mom at 30 years old, you know. Uh, so what I did is I brought my little proxy. Uh, and so this proxy is just a very elegant handheld pipe and kind of similar to that last device that we showed you. It has this little chamber here that is removable. And all you do is you take those concentrates and put them down in that little bucket there. And there's a heating element on the bottom and on the walls to where you load that up. You pop this little lid on and it's good to go. It's just like your classic Sherlock pipe. Uh, and so this is something that is, you know, elegant, it's sleek, uh, it doesn't, you know, it's very discreet, you don't have to worry about a whole lot, and it functions very, very well. And sharp, um, it's, so, sharp, it's sharp looking too. Yeah, yeah, so they're very sharp looking. Um, as far as Costco, uh, Puffco is uh, the brand, uh, so they are kind of the leading innovators in electronic devices for dabbing, which is what we're kind of talking about right now. Um, this device that I just showed you, that's the box. I'm going to bring out the actual device here. This is called a Puffco Peak. And what a Puffco Peak is, is this is basically like a rig minus that torch again. This is just a larger scale of the proxy, essentially. So you'll fill your water chamber up to where these little holes are, just a little bit above to where it can bubble for you. You have a little power button here that you can hold to turn it on and off and switch your heat settings. And then you drop your concentrates in the bucket and you have your little cap and you're good to smoke, just like so. Very easy. Um, those guys, Puffco, they cost a little bit more. So your entry level um, is about 250 bucks for that rig that we were just looking at. Uh, and then you go to the Proxy, which is one of their newest ones, which costs about 300 uh, they do offer a Peak Pro as well, which we uh, have sold out of for, for better or worse. Um, and those guys are incredible. That's what I personally own. And you can actually control the Peak from your handheld device uh, on that Pro. So you can adjust those temperature settings. Uh, you can go to mood lighting where you can have this little rig next to your bed. And it looks like a, a fireplace is going on. It, it's, it's incredible the things that they're able to do with all this stuff now. Um, but even for your more... That person who wants to stay a little bit closer to that classic rig and torch feel. Uh, this is a very cool device called a Rio. It's a rig in one. It's an all-in-one rig. Uh, and what this guy does is you have a little rig like so that sits in a base. And inside this base is a torch. So you have your adjustable torch here and your little button here that you click to turn it on and off. And you're good to go. So what you do is you would take your plug out, fill this guy with water. Once again, just up past that level there. Your concentrates that we were showing you, these guys go right up in the top up there. And then cap goes on and you can boom, click it like so, and it's good to go. So if you don't need something as discreet and you're not looking to spend as much money, this guy costs about half of what the uh, peak or the proxy does. It only costs 150 bucks. Uh, but these are just a few devices that will make dabbing a little bit easier and a little bit more um, entry level for someone who's looking to get into it. And um, as a smoker, I would like to say that that device that you just held up is something that I want. I, it, for people who don't smoke, probably would not understand why you would go through that much trouble. However, that is something that, that what you just held up was, was something that I want. That That is an amazing product. <laughs> 
And that's funny. Yeah. You're, you're right yeah, about that, Joe. Here. You're right about that, Joe, because like Dawn on the chat line is, I'm assuming she doesn't, and like somebody like me who doesn't either, she's saying it looks like a mad scientist. So I'm glad that, that what he's doing, it looks like a science project. Yeah. Yeah, but we're like, Joe gets it. Joe gets it. It pretty much is a science yeah. project, but let me tell you that that science is some good science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. And that's kind of, you know, for like you mentioned that, you know, for someone who isn't used to seeing something like this, it can look so far past what it actually is and it can be misleading. I mean, uh, you know, it looks a little intimidating, for, too. It's intimidating. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially for someone, you know, someone who's been smoking cannabis their entire life who might be, you know, 55 or 60 years old looking to try something new and you bring out this torch and this rig and this wax and this tool and they're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa man this is just this is all too much I, I i'm really not this brings those devices into play where you can say okay cool we can take all of that away from you and you can press this button five times to turn it on and you can press it three times to change your flavor boom 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 easy as that uh, so it does make it very easy for for a user who's not looking to use something that is super in-depth um, and we actually even have a couple more devices that will make it even easier. So these, I would be, I would say, are like our most entry-level devices. Uh, so this is from Ooze, uh, a brand that's been around for uh, nearly a decade now, if not longer. Uh, this is called a Signal. Uh, and what the Signal does is, it's like a vape pen, right? So just like any other vape, it looks like you're just smoking a, a pen. Uh, inside here is, it's going to be hard to see, but there's a dual quartz coil. Um, so there's two pieces of quartz in there and there's a metal coil that's wrapped around those. And all you do here is just take that concentrate, put it right down in that bucket, pop your lid on and you're good to smoke. It's as simple as that. So for somebody that does look at, you know, even some of these uh, larger devices that may be electronic still might be a little bit scary. This is as simple as it gets. You just put it in the top of that chamber. You put your cap on and you're good to go. Hey, Justin. Um, three I, different voltage settings on here as well. Justin, I got a question for you on that one. So, uh, I, you know, at certain certain places that will allow you to smoke, um, those like the vape pen or something like the pipe or anything like that, does it have a distinct, uh, I'm going to call it the marijuana smell, or is it, uh, you know, different flavorings that, it, you know, kind of like a vape pen where you can have different flavors and smells? Does, does it come in that, or do you have that distinct uh, marijuana smell uh, that, you know, some people, you know, if they smell that, they know, and if you want to be a little more discreet, does it have that different smell? Um, yeah, so as far as concentrates go, um, these live concentrates are definitely going to have that cannabis smell because they're pulling those terpenes when that cannabis is freshly frozen. Those terpenes are the strongest at that point, which is why they do that extraction at that point. It's a little lighter than smoking actual flavor. flour. It's yeah, a little lighter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. To a cannabis user, they would still know. To somebody who doesn't use cannabis regularly, I would say they might be like, what is that smell? Not so much, is somebody smoking weed? Um, there is for sure still a little bit of a cannabis smell, but it's different than actual uh, uh, burning flour as if you're smoking a joint or something like that. It's for sure going to have a different smell. Um, but you do have things like diamonds, uh, which diamonds are just very high THC potency. Um, they're almost like it's like crystalline uh, almost. And with diamonds, lots of times you can get diamonds that are, are flavorless or have terpenes added. And when terpenes are added to like diamonds, you can get some that uh, 
have all kinds of different flavors and smells. And you can even do those uh, in like a grape or an orange or a, a number of different things. Cause lots of times they'll pull these uh, botanical terpenes from fruits and a number of different things uh, to give those flavors off because some people prefer to not have that cannabis flavor while they're smoking. That's why the vape pens are so popular now because you have strawberry margarita and you have Mai Tai and you have, you know, all these different flavors versus you also have the live ones too, like the ones that I refer to that have that much more cannabis flavor and give you, in my experience, a much more uh, overall high versus like a head high. Um, so there are definitely different uses, different flavors, different smells. So different things like um, that. You feel it from your head to your toe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. With live extracts, uh, I, I don't prefer to smoke distillate. Um, distillate is, during that extraction process, the, the, the flour is heated to such a high temperature that it kind of uh, destroys all the natural terpenes in that extraction process. So when you get distillate, it's basically just raw THC with no flavor. And then they take that, they add it to a cartridge and mix it with botanical terpenes to give it that super tasty flavor that you're getting when you hit that vape pen. Um, so, you know, Josh is Go still ahead. being very nice to us when we've mispronounced, I mispronounced his last name and you called him Justin and I, <laughs> you I'm, called, even, I'm even looking at that. Yeah. Guy. You called him Justin and I said his last name was Queen instead of Keegan. And he's being awfully nice to us for, and there's no reason. First of all, we know who he is. And second of all, it's, it's not like his name is really hard to say. Well, and it's not like it's only what a foot and a half away. Right. Right. So excuse us for like botching it when we know who you are. But hey, no problem at all. I'm, sorry, I'm, 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 I'm like 40. Great. Please forgive me. You're just a baby. You're just a baby. You're Josh a baby. is only 10 years younger than I am. By the way, I have a child happy birthday younger. This year. Well, I have a child baby. one year older than him. So, you know, there you go. Well, you're 39. I don't know how that I works. am 39. I had so, my kid when I was Josh, nine. I do apologize for calling you Justin. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, no big deal. I've learned so, to roll with the punches. I, I, I will say this. Um, Learning the terminology uh, of the uh, the new weed uh, culture and everything, uh, I, I'm I'm going to tattletale on myself. And, and when you, you originally talked about flour and everything, I knew at one point you could actually bake with uh, with marijuana and, and and all the rest of that. So when I heard flour back in the uh, you know in the original portion, I thought you know, the baking flour. For those of you that are kind of naive to this, like I am, when he's talking about flour, he's actually talking about... I had flour. to ask that. So you weren't the only one. Early on when they first came it, on, it, I did not know. I thought maybe it was like potpourri. Well, I, I th literally, I thought it was more of the 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 baking. So, so when 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 Josh is talking about flour, they're talking about the actual bud of the. He's going to get off plant. this and go. Those two are idiots. I am. I'm an idiot. Me too. I, I, <laughs> Me I, too. I truly am. And, and 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 that's why we like having Josh and and Correct. all the people at Greenlight on here to educate us on all of the different terminology, all mm -hmm. the different types and ways that. Um, Cannabis can actually be effective in a positive way for Absolutely. you. But also, you know, in a recreational situation, you know, we're all adults here. You know, if you want to partake, go for it, you know, and, and, and people at Greenlight, Josh included, if you have questions, like he said many times, please ask. We are here to yes. inform you. So thank you for your informative Absolutely. information because- you taught me that that is not white flour. Well, and let and before you go, tell us where you're located, what your phone number is, and how to get a hold of you. 
Absolutely. Uh, here at this location, we are in Rock Hill, right off of Manchester Road, uh, 9800 Manchester Road, Suite C, uh, Rock Hill, Missouri, 63119. Uh, you guys can come by anytime. Uh, we're here seven days a week. We're 9 to 9 Sunday through Thursday and 8 to 10 Friday and Saturday. Uh, to reach out to us, if you guys have any calls, it's just 844-STL-WEED. 844-STL-WEED, and that'll get you to a phone line where you can pick whatever store you'd prefer to talk to and get somebody on the phone to get you any information that you guys need. Hey, Josh, I have one other question. Uh, we were down in Branson uh, not too long ago, and I did see that there is a green light dispensary down there. Is that, in, is that uh, affiliated with you guys? It is not. We're only the St. Louis location, okay. so we have our one down on Chippewa in South City. Uh, we have our one here in Rock Hill off Manchester Road. We have one uh, Berkeley right off Brown Road, Natural Bridge and Brown Road right at the corner. It's actually the closest dispensary to an airport in the nation still, I believe. Very cool little fun fact. And then we have our Ferguson location, which is uh, 517 South Florissant Road. And be sure to check that Ferguson store out. Uh, we always showcase the underground, but that underground event is still to this day one of the coolest things I've had the opportunity to be a part of. Uh, it is a cannabis farmer's market. Uh, it is the coolest thing. We do it once a month on the second weekend of every month. Uh, great deals. You get to talk directly to those vendors and growers to give you all the information that I might not even have access to. It's a fantastic event. Make sure you guys pop out for that. So basically in that situation, if you're going out of town, make sure you stop at Greenlight here in the St. Louis area if you're locally to take your cannabis products with you and support Greenlight here in St. Louis. I have a solution for Josh's name. Okay, what is it? We're going to we're gonna, write it we'll, bigger. We'll, yeah, we'll start calling him <laughs> here. I'm going to change his name. We're going to start calling him Professor Keith. Professor. Oh, there you go. <laughs> then there'll be no problem. Love it. Love it. There I'm you good go. For that. Josh, Thanks you so need much, to have guys. it on your shirt so I can read it even less. Right, so you can read it even <laughs> less. Oh my gosh. Well, Pro <laughs> Professor Keith, Josh King, it has been a delight to have you on, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Always a pleasure, you guys. Stop too. and Thank see. So, so much. Stop and see Professor Keith at the Rock Hill location. <laughs> yes, yes. And and, and, and you, jo Josh, you will definitely know if they're a listener, especially if they come in and call you Justin or Professor Keith. That's exactly. Our, our say is the Queen here. <laughs> so, definitely say I'm from Cancel This, and I'm looking for the Queen. <laughs> thank you for joining us today, and thank, thank you for you all so of your uh, your insight and your knowledge. And and uh, you know every every time you're on, I always learn a little bit more about what's going on. So thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for Greenlight for being a sponsor of the show. So you have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. And we'll see you or one of your associates next Wednesday for Weed Wednesday. Sounds good, guys. Take it easy. Take have it easy. Bye-bye. Thank you. Appreciate it. What a good sport. When we were just botching everything about it. It's not that hard. Josh King. Well, it, Josh King. It, it, well, it says Josh, right? Right, I mean, right. Literally, folks, you, you see my microphone here? Yeah. I, I'm... Yeah. There is my computer it's not yeah we're talking that's all right we're talking arm's length and i can't even see the word j-o-s-h well there you go well i messed it up too <laughs> so there you go oh my gosh there you go and then crystal says thank you for all the wonderful information professor keith so professor green i like nancy too. call him professor green well and I, and I remember one of the other shows when i think josh was on uh can't remember who said it, or somebody might on the chat line said it, uh, or maybe I think it was Joe. Uh, cannabis kills 
COVID. That's right. Cannabis am, kills COVID. I am still working on finding the right oh. uh, the right leaf or anything like that. And so once we get a uh, once I get that logo, I'll we'll, we'll we'll put that shirt on the merch page so you can get a cannabis kills COVID. Well, there you go. T-shirt one of these days. There um, you go. Just so everybody knows, uh, the merch page is open. Um, there is a local uh, pickup. Uh, I have last night. I had a uh, huge order of T-shirts and different items come in. I have um, eight out of the nine orders finished. So you will either be getting them shipped in the mail later today or tomorrow. If you're a local pickup, uh, you should receive an email notification that it is ready to be picked up. Uh, and then uh, there's one other individual that made a uh, order this past weekend. And so I will be getting your shirts and all that on order and get them out to you quickly. Thank you for everyone that's supporting the merch page. Uh, keep in touch. There will be new items like the overtime hours. There will be um, some other uh, fun things that we're bringing in uh, to do that. Uh, and you know what we should do? I think this would be a great idea. I'm sure Vic would think it was great too. If not, we'll just tell him it's a great idea. Is that when a listener gets the shirts, they can send us a picture or come in and they can stand in front of the camera and they can be our model. So people are going to be getting them soon and they do need to send us a picture. We're going to put them up. So this morning... Brendan uh, got his shirts. Yeah, he and did. And uh, one of the, uh, and I apologize, I'm terrible with names, but uh, they, the uh, gentleman got his two cups and he posted on the Patriots page the, with his two cups. And I believe it was his Jason Aldean shirt. So uh, I know that's I so cool. I uh, hope you are uh, enjoying that. Um, so uh, yeah, on the, uh, uh, on the chat line, the, the overtime hours shirt uh, will be put on the uh, the merch page uh, probably in the next day or two. I uh, just need to uh, you know m get all the different colors of the shirts to to show you what it looks like, uh, and then we'll be working on a couple of different uh, other. Uh, other situations. Aaron said, I'm too sexy for this shirt. Yes. Uh, well, and then you know what? Hopefully he gets one so he can well, hey, put his sexy self what, in a shirt Aaron, and send us a picture. As I say, we, we hope Don does too. We'll, 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 They're too sexy for we, their shirts. And if you have some ideas while we're, uh, we have our next guest going to be walking in very shortly. Um, I don't know that she's no, walking. No, she, I think no, she's, she's on she's, video she's on chat. Video. And I can't wait to hear. Anyway, go on what you're going to say, so and then I'll... So, if you have any ideas, you know, I, I'm all open to ears. You can reach me at merch, M-E-R-C-H, at cancelthisshow.com. That is the email that goes directly to me. It's merch at cancelthisshow.com. Uh, if you're looking for the the merch page, just go to cancelthisshow.com. Click on the little button that gets you to the merch page. And uh, we might be, you know, throwing something maybe, you know, in, in a couple of weeks once we kind of get a, get things rolling is we might throw, a, you know, if you order so many whatever, we might throw in an extra gift for you because yeah. there's new things coming. You come said in. you're going to do that. Yeah, we're, we're going to figure something out. And, you know, maybe if it's just a couple bumper stickers or whatever, um, then there's a new one, FAFO, um, uh, cancel this edition. Um, and, and we're going to be bringing in some more, uh, items for the hats, uh, to give you a plethora of different things. So, um, yeah, that's just go to the merch page and we, we continue to, to appreciate the support you guys. Uh, our next guest is Kathy, um, Glermo. Uh, Kathy, if I incorrectly pronounce that, please correct me because the last uh, gentleman that was on, his name is Josh and I called him Justin. So, uh, Kathy, <laughs> is your last name pronounced Glermo? 
Yes, it is. Hey, Thank you. I didn't butcher that one. Good job. And that's a harder name. And you got it right on it's there. It's not like Smith. That's right. There you go. There you go. So. Well, Kathy, we are so glad that you are here today. And um, where are you clocking in from? Where are you from? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, I'm in Northern California. PETA is headquartered in Norfolk, Virginia, but we have offices in California and uh, in Washington, D.C. and around the world. And I'm senior vice president. I deal with issues involving horses and issues involving the use of animals in laboratories. I've been with PETA for 34 years. Very good. And we are having you on. I know Vic is who our main guy. He just happened to be off today, but he really wanted us to talk to you today. And I was really excited to talk to you because people are not aware of who's abusing horses. People always hear about abusing dogs or cats or that sort of thing. What is going on today that we really need to know about? Because our listeners are huge animal fans. Well, there are two industries specifically that PETA is dealing with right now. One is the horse racing industry and the incredible number of deaths on racetracks around North America every year, every day, three horses are dying. And it hit the headlines with the Triple Crown this year with the Kentucky Derby, the Pimlico, the Preakness Stakes and the Belmont Stakes, because even at the very highest levels of horse racing, they haven't been able to keep what they call their athletes alive. And so we are demanding that that steps be taken to protect these horses. It's not a difficult thing to make a start doing this, but the industry is resistant. Uh, we're, we're never going to support racing, but they need at least to keep these horses alive. Kathy, I got a question for you. Do they know what the uh, reasoning for these these horses' deaths are? Are they just sporadic, or do they do they have an idea of what is actually uh, the underlining cause of this? Well, it's that's a, such a good question because the racing industry will tell you and has said publicly they really don't know why all those horses at Churchill Downs died, the 12 horses and the weeks surrounding the Kentucky Derby. But in fact, the industry itself provides the evidence. We know from, from decades and decades of necropsies, when, when a horse dies in California, they have to do an autopsy on that horse. And we know that 90% of horses who break legs on tracks have a pre-existing injury at the site of that break. So somehow these horses are being overworked, overused, not allowed enough time to recuperate, put out on a track with an injury. Often that industry injury is masked by drugs, so mm -hmm. they can't even tell if the horse is sore. And that's why the horses break bones. They also know that synthetic tracks are the safest. There are few, the fewest deaths on synthetic tracks. That's from the jockey club's own uh, data that they collect every year. So while they pretend they don't know, they sure do know a lot more than they're saying. Well, one other question. When you say synthetic track, um, to me, synthetic would be similar to the new type of football fields that they're putting in high schools and professional uh, stadiums. So is that what you're talking about when you say synthetic, or are you talking more of like a turf, uh, like I would consider like an astroturf type uh, situation? It's a little bit different from that. Right now in the United States, the horses are raced on dirt tracks. 
And that's unique really to the US and just a couple of other countries. Most countries race horses on turf or grass tracks. The synthetic is a loose synthetic material. It's made of a combination of a number of things so that it has sort of the look and the feel of the dirt, the soft dirt. Uh, so it's not like an AstroTurf. Uh, but we know that when they switch to the synthetic track, the number of horses who die are reduced greatly. And, and so this would seem like a very obvious thing for every track in America to do. And yet they're resistant to it. Uh, one of our listeners are talking about how they've installed 5G at the, the tracks and everything and how there's like a, a tracking monitor to to tell the speed and location of the horse on the track. And, and don't get me wrong, I you know. Everyone has an opinion about it. Um, this is one of those things where, you know, people that enjoy the sport and everything, this is kind of how they, you know, can give you that bird's eye view. Uh, a lot of conspiracy theories say that 5G and everything has a frequency that actually uh, disrupts your body. Is, is there a possibility that, you know, this tracker along with the 5G could be sending some kind of uh, vibration signal, whatever you want to call it, that could be affecting uh, the horses in this situation. I've heard that theory, and I think we really just don't know. But I can tell you that horses were breaking bones and dying long before that equipment mm -hmm. was used. And I know, you know, back when I was a teenager and was showing horses and older when I played polo, uh, and used to go to the track long before I came to work for PETA and changed my views on these issues. I saw horses break down, which is the industry's euphemism for a horse breaking a bone and dying on a track, long before any of that equipment was available. So it certainly isn't the only reason if it plays a part. And I'm assuming vaccine, you know, the boot the different drugs that they would give a horse via what kind of drugs do they give the horse like when they're hurt and they give them a drug to mask their pain so they can keep going is there a specific drug they give there are a whole variety of legal medications and they are anti-inflammatory drugs they're painkillers they're even sedatives horses are often given sedatives because their life is so stressful and they're denied so much of what is natural to them like being with a herd and grazing outdoors uh, but the medication is really the chief problem here. Because if you think about a human athlete, if you go out and run a 10K, you're going to take a couple of days or longer to recover from that. The horses really aren't being given enough time to recover because they're still sore, they're still injured, and they're given these medications. I think the other issue with the medication, of course, is that now it's just the practice. Even if they aren't evaluating the horses, and often they aren't, to see what their actual condition is, the routine is the vet comes out, the vet injects, the horse goes on the track. It's just the way the industry is run now. And that fundamentally has to change. I, how, would, how, would, uh, how would you, as a, an activist for the horses and everything, how would you like to see this fundamentally change? Uh, but, you know, knowing that horse racing and different type of racing, I mean, it's, go with me here, it's, kind of no different than watching an actual human being running a hundred meter dash. They're an athlete that the, the animal is an athlete to a point. Uh, but you know, it's, it seems like in this situation, because of that, how would you, Kathy, like to see them, you know, change for the better and still be able to have the sport of horse racing or any sport that has to do with an animal, uh, in, in that. 
Right. The horses, of course, unlike the humans, get no say in what happens to them. Obviously they obviously can't. Have, yeah, they can't talk to you. Yeah, they have no control over their own lives in any way, in any significant way. Um, and PETA is never going to support horse racing. I mean, that's it's it's an exploitation of an animal. And even if they make everything so much better, it's going to be very tough for us to say this is okay. That said. The industry has an obligation to make serious change. We've talked about a couple of them getting rid of the medication. I think it's really important to get rid of the bad players in, in this sport. The trainers who've had multiple deaths, the trainers who have had multiple medication violations, and we're talking the very highest level of horse racing. This is what you'll find. They need to go. I think that as soon as a horse dies, if that trainer is immediately suspended pending an investigation, we're going to see them be a lot more careful about what they do with these horses. If they know they're going to be kicked out of horse racing entirely, they're going to be a lot more careful. And in the end, this really is going to come down to how well the trainers and the owners will do by these horses. Uh, that said, you know, there's a lot that can be done. They need to be looking at the horses, um, their history. They need to be looking at, did the horse have a period of time when he was being rested and why? Did he have an injury? Um, is Are his joints being injected because he's so sore in his joint? Everything about the horse has to be known by the people at the racetrack who are in charge. And they have to make really good decisions about whether or not they're going to let these animals get on the track the day of the race. Now, I'm assuming they have veterinarians in all of these uh, tracks and everything to to do testing and all that. Um, we've heard of um, steroid or, or uh, type of enhancement injections to, you know, just like an a-, a regular football athlete or anything like that, to make the horses run faster or breathe better or, you know, that, that performance enhancing uh, drug of some sort. Um I know it's probably one of those things kind of like the don't ask, don't tell situation, uh, but do they monitor uh, that situation to to make sure that there's not an edge or anything that could, uh, you know, possibly harm the horse in that situation at the at the different racetracks? Well, the tracks do have testing programs, uh, most of them, not all, and, and they do have ways of trying to measure use of illegal substances. Um, that said, you know, the people who are going to cheat are often one step ahead of, of what the testing regime is. And it comes down also to how affecting how effective the tests are. Um, in 2020, in New York State, after an FBI investigation, there were 27 veterinarians and trainers indicted on charges of selling uh, illegal substances and injecting illegal substances into horses to try to make them run faster. So the veterinarians that we would like to turn to to operate in the best interests of the horses are really part of the problem. And oftentimes we see that they're acting at the direction of the trainer. So the trainer says, oh, my horse has got a little soreness in his fetlock today. He needs an injection of this. And the vets do it because that's how they stay in business and that's how they make money. I'm going to be a devil's advocate, and just because it's it's one of those questions that if you ask it, you try to get an answer. Um, say I am a horse trainer, horse owner, and everything, and, and obviously PETA has a different stance than I would as a horse owner, horse trainer. It's one of those situations where I'm the owner of this horse. Is as long as I am not uh, abusing the horse to a certain point, and and it, how how can how can somebody else have say or whatever over what I do with my quote unquote property in that situation? 
Well, I think that comes down fundamentally to the fact that they that they aren't property that perhaps in the eyes of the law, they can be considered that, but they're also individuals who have needs and feelings and emotions of their own. And they're recognized by this under the anti-cruelty laws. So when you are injecting a horse to the extent that the horse is not feeling an injury and is made vulnerable to the possibility of a broken bone on a track, that should be a violation of an anti-cruelty law. If you're giving a horse an illegal substance, um, I mean, we've documented trainers and veterinarians giving horses thyroid medication when they didn't have thyroid disease. That's abuse. And so it needs to be treated like the crime it is. This is not an industry that has no obligations to the outside world. And I think America is at a place where we don't want to see horses dying for somebody's entertainment. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to see any animal. I, I'm an animal lover, uh, for one, but... I have a difference of opinion, which opinions are, are, are fine. It's always, it's fine to have, uh, this, this dialogue. Um, you and I would not agree on uh, a majority of different things. I personally think an animal, uh, is, is a piece of property. Um, as long as I am not truly abusing the animal, uh, it's kind of, I can do what I want with it, uh, to a point. Uh, and I, and I truly understand where you're coming from and saying that, you know, I, I, I don't want to go to a, I'm not a big horse race fan cause I don't understand it, but I don't want to go to a race, uh, be it a dog, a pig, a hamster, whatever, and see an animal, uh, a pass because, you know, my dog is a member of the family. To some people, a horse is a member of the family or, or so on and so forth. So it, it, bringing awareness to people that, yes, you know, these animals, while they are uh, a piece of property to some someone, uh, they are an income to someone, they are uh, something that an individual uses for whatever reason, uh, just getting the awareness of the fact that, hey, you know what, maybe there's something that we need to do to at least educate and, and, and help these animals uh, to a specific point. And, and that's one of the reasons why Kathy's on today is because we want to have awareness, education about uh, situations that are actually happening you know, right, that people yeah, are not talking yeah. about. I know I had a horse, and his name is Hank, and he was a carriage ride horse. And he, I'm not going to say the company's name, but you could tell poor Hank was very abused right here in the county that we lived in. So I asked, the, and, we, and I was in the carriage. I didn't understand any of this at this point. And so I was in the carriage and I asked the gentleman, and I know this isn't about horse, rating, horse racing, but it's still about taking care of animals as humans do. You know? And so anyway, I'm sitting in this carriage and you could see poor Hank, he was like limping and carrying on. And I just said to him, how much longer are you going to do this? And the guy was great. He goes, you know, he probably only has three more weeks of doing this and then we're going to retire him. Hey, do you want him? And I'm like, you're just going to give me Hank? And he's like, yeah, because he's no longer any use to us. So we took Hank. And so Hank, it, the most interesting thing, and this is more of an observation that I saw. So Hank was a very angry horse when we first got him and he didn't behave and we couldn't ride him or anything because I think he didn't, you know, he thought we were going to put him in the back of a carriage again. Once we finally just let Hank just run and run and run, my kids ended up riding him and, and one of my girls even learned how to like, just for fun, barrel ride him. And so that kind of changed my perspective on looking at what we're doing to animals who don't have a say sometimes. 
I think that's key. You know, they are individuals. And, and I'm so glad you took in Hank and gave him a chance to be what a horse wants to be. And I think that's what this comes down to is the recognition that they're not really livestock. They're not really commodities. It's not just about making money. It is about treating them with respect and, and giving them the care that they need and trying to meet some of their own desires, their own emotional and physical needs. And that's too often neglected. Yes. Well, and that's, we're very thankful that you came on, Kathy, and kind of shed some light on some of this, because some of our listeners, if you've never had a horse, and I had never had a horse before Hank, and so I didn't care. I guess I just didn't care. I went to the horse races, and I'm not anti-horse racing. I'm not anti-carriage rides or anything, but I just wanted people to understand that animals do have feelings. I mean, not trying to be a sad sap about it, but I saw a different perspective as soon as we brought Hank home and Hank became a completely different animal when he knew that we were going to let him be Hank. Well, I think, think of it this way. I live in Eureka where there's a lot of uh, horse equestrian, uh, we'll call them farms. They're, mm-hmm. they're five mm-hmm. to seven acre plots where people will uh, will have horses on their property. And there's a lot of trail rides out, out where I live. And I was talking to a friend of mine that is uh, is big into the equestrian. And, and we were talking the other day. And uh, to her, a horse is like her, her dog. And she mm-hmm. can tell, you know, it... it it's like the dog, you know, my, my dog comes up and, and at, at a certain time it's dinner time yeah. and he'll let you know. Yeah. So we, her and I were talking on the phone and she go, she, she was looking out the, the, the back window to where her horses are, uh, over by the barn and all four of her horses are literally standing right where she would normally go to. Yeah. Feed Cause them. they get it. Well, yeah. And, 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 and Animals have a spirit. They have they a, do. They, they have a way of uh, connecting with humans, just like humans have connections with other humans. But in this situation, it, it just I'm trying. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, well, way, there's, it, it's, yeah. it's to the point to where yes, we're actually closer in agreement we, we than all, you think that you were going to be when we first got here. Correct. But but it, it's literally. It's no different. A horse is no different than a dog. A dog is no different than. You know, yeah, a zoo. You, well, and you know, Kathy, the, before the zoo we, animals are are sometimes taken care of better than maybe better in the than wild. Human That's beings, true. To a point. To a point. All right. So, Kathy, before we let you go, is there anything that you want to let us know that you think would be important? Well, I I would love for for anybody who's watching and listening to to see for themselves. You can Google PETA and horse racing. You can go to PETA.org, P-E-T-A.org. We've done nine undercover investigations of the horse racing industry. So the video is there. There's lots of information and there's ways to take action. That'd be marvelous if people could do that. Well, Kathy, we appreciate your time and for shedding some light on this. And we appreciate you coming on. And I hope everybody kind of looks into that for sure. And and, and if you don't agree... You know what? This is kind it's of okay. it's That's an informal thing. You know, you may have learned something. I, I definitely learned something. Yeah, I, I love to learn. I didn't understand how the the horses, you know, were treated in certain situations. Uh, but this is one of those things to where even in this conversation, still do your research. You, know, you always go, have to go do your further research. and do research. Don't believe what I say. Don't believe what Lizzie says. Don't believe what Kathy says. You got to research because we are three individuals. Go out and do your own research. Absolutely. You know, if this is something that you're passionate about, or you're just interested in to see, you know how this goes about, do your research. Absolutely. You know, go further from there. Kathy, thank you so much yeah. for coming on today. We appreciate it. Hope you have a wonderful rest thank of your week. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate it too. Take care. Thanks, Kathy. Well, you know, here's the interesting thing. I knew that we would have people on our chat line who do not like PETA. I do. I understand that. I understand that they stand for, on a larger global scale, for things we conservatives don't. I get that. I totally do. And when Vic was approached by them to do this story, he was he was like, should we do it? Should we do it? We don't. And like I said, I looked at it different when I once I had Hank. Hank was very incorrigible. He was mean. He would bite our kids. I mean, but then once we kind of let him not be so bridled is literally the word. I changed my perspective only on the treatment of the animals. I I don't think that people should stop having carriage rides. I think they're cool. I don't think people should stop racing their horse. And that's as my conservative person who likes capitalism, but as a person that just loves animals, and I'm with you, that they have a little spirit, and they're getting literally physically hurt, and I just wanted to bring awareness to this, and I love to have oppositional point of views to talk about things. So, so for the listeners, this is the closest thing we're going to get to a liberal conservative that was our that was Vic's that, point that, too. That, that was the closest thing we that, want you know, yes and, and and i keep looking you know I, I told lizzie about a week ago i said i'm looking for a liberal friend that's w- willing to have a conversation problem is is i got to find a liberal friend first yeah because it, it's it's we're so polarized these days we are that, we are you know uh, even a you know i, I don't agree with 95 of what kathy had to say i don't because at the end of the day um, my dog is my property. Mm-hmm. A horse is your property. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're an they're an animal. But the animal, and I agree to, with to that me, to you an, too. To me, the animals were given to us by our creator. Correct. Correct. For use, food, whatever. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna. You know, I know this is a, a, a more of a, 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 well, a an informative situation, but I'm gonna do it. it me. PETA stands for people eating tasty animals. Well, I'm I get big, that. I'm a I get big that. Hunter. Animals I do. are for, I do. you know, for they have a purpose. Yes. What, Derek, in, in my life. You got a shortage of liberal friends. I do, you know, a podcast about arts and entertainment. I have plenty of liberal friends and I'll share them with you if you like. I, I, and that's, and, well, and, and like David says on the chat line, Hank also needed the training. So I do agree with you that animals are owned by someone. I don't agree that they can't be owned because somebody has to take care of them. So it might as well be individuals instead of the government or even a PETA organization. So you just, once you take an animal, no matter what setting it is, and you train them and you, and just like an athlete, once they get hurt, you need to take care of them and maybe they need to go in retirement. And so I love the diverse conversation about that. And I don't disagree with you on PETA. I don't. But I do like their stance on just making it aware. And that's all I wanted her to do and that Vic and I wanted her to do was show there's somebody with a different point of view than us that cares like this conservative mama of animals we all had the same opinion. And I guess my whole point was sometimes we're more alike than we are different. And this goes to our government. And I'm I'm going to take it back political that our government wants us to hate each other. And if we can just look at the differences people have and maybe not embrace them, I'm not telling you to turn into a liberal. I sure as hell am not, but there's some liberal people that are doing good things. We just don't agree with them politically. 
It's, it's like, don't. it's like Jessica, as we're wrapping up the show today, you know, it's, it's like Vic always says, it's the fastest two hours in, in podcasting. It is. It is. Uh, Jessica says I'm an equal opportunity hypocrite. I mean, I, 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 I get technically what saying. We're, we're all very Yeah, we are. We are. I sound like a hypocrite today by having PETA on. But, I know. I get that. But here's the thing. And like you said, Joe, it's not the fact that I don't have liberal friends. It's my friends that tend to be liberal. We just know that we don't talk about certain subjects because we're never going to see eye to eye. But, you know, it's like Vic and Lizzie have said many times. I would love to have someone with an opposing viewpoint Come and, yes, and, and let's have a let's have an actual conversation Correct. instead of a you know let's we're gonna throw throw words and, and accuse and all the rest of it. that that that's what I'm right right talking that, and that yeah. usually happens even even with my liberal yeah. friends when, yes when name calling start, when, well, yeah when, when things start to swing a little political that's when we're just like eh let's not talk about sure. that and yeah. it's like because we start getting like you know we start thinking how opposing our views are right and. It's just like it's almost like you get that it's useless to go down this road. Sure. So let's just not do this. If let's just keep our friendship kind of correct. Thing, yeah. And and I and I think that's a really good point of view, Joe, because our country is so polarized. Mm-hmm. We've learned to hate each other. And as a and I'm talking from a Christian, that's not what God wants us to do. I think there is a right and a wrong. And of course, well, I think the conservative way is the right way. And do I re- do. Do you remember back at like you know in the 40s and 50s, it was taboo to talk about politics. What, you what? didn't you didn't discuss politics. You kept your politics to yourself and there used to be a curtain on the voting booth correct close close your damn curtain everybody close your freaking curtain and i think that's good in theory to close the curtain but that's this is an opposing viewpoint about that because we closed the curtain so much we did allow and this is both right and left this is the uniparty to take over we the people whether you're right or left or you're right or left that's why the curtain has to at least be cracked enough that we do talk about it, but I don't think you should lose your friends over it, and that's what's happened. I've lost so many friends because I supported Donald Trump. I still support Donald Trump, but if you want to support, I don't know how you can support Joe Biden, but okay, if you do a Ron DeSantis, that I do get, I'm not going to hate you. We've got to stop it. And, and and more come together because if we don't, we are going to lose our country. We're going to lose our country because that's what they're wanting to do to us. And that's the thing is the government wants us to be divided. And, they and, do. And, and the, there's going to be a fringe left and a fringe right so far polarized that, that you, right. you'll never see eye to eye. Correct. I, I, the, I will, we're a part of the mainstream. We got to get to them. I will guarantee you is as staunch as I am on certain things. Me too. And I'm very staunch on certain things. Here, here's where I kind of get myself in trouble is the you know abortion the abortion thing and and the the pro life pro choice thing that is one of those subjects that is so touchy no matter what side you're on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i believe it was i was watching a video with uh senator kennedy that's running for uh president on the democratic side and a lady uh asked him a question about uh how his viewpoint changed on immigration you know, on how mm-hmm. it was a humanitarian uh, situation. And then, you know, I, I don't think she was trying to do a gotcha situation, but it, she, the next question that came out of her mouth is, if you were uh, willing to be able to uh, change your opinion on that, on how, you know, uh, the immigrants coming across the border was a humanitarian situation, wouldn't the mothers uh, going in for an abortion, wouldn't that also be a humanitarian that's for a situation. whole other subject. I mean, you want to talk about opening yeah. up a ball of worms. Yeah, that's a whole and, other subject. And, and, and that and that's where that huge polarization 
you, you can't sit there and have a conversation because, you know, I think this way, you think this way, we're never going to agree. And, and, and the government is sitting there back in their, in their chair, just going, and they're loving it. They're loving you. that they're we're still doing fighting this. it. You know, yes. I mean, it, this is, this is the new, this is the uh, liberal and conservative is the new black versus white. Right. And, and the fact of the, 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 our skin color, while they still want us to be so polarized on, you know, you're a white person versus a black person or, or whatever, our skin color means nothing because right. in the eyes right. of God, we're all his children. Um, and, the, yep. and the fact that, you know, now the government's going, well, the whole skin color thing ain't working. Now we have to break them apart right. some other way. Right. And, and we, as, we, have we as conservatives and them as liberals, uh, we're allowing them to be the puppeteer and and if we would just get together and talk about what issues really affect us, because I'll be honest with you, abortion doesn't affect me. Right. It doesn't. I, I'm going to be honest. It affects it, the it poor human. It, it affects the poor human that it they kill. It does not affect me personally. And the problem is, is in this day and age, it's all about me. I think we already won the. You know, and I, I will say this, and we'll close the show. But we already won, so to speak. If you're a pro life person, the best we can do since we have a constitution and we have to follow the constitution is what Donald Trump did. It went back to the states. Back to the states. Amen. It went back to the states. Well, and you know, to wrap up the show, we didn't get to Nancy mm. Pelosi and we can't talk about do it. it. We tomorrow. gotta go. We'll that's, do it that's tomorrow. One thing for tomorrow. Yep. Yes. So guys, we didn't talk about Nancy Pelosi and the J6 stuff, but we will get to that tomorrow. We just got a whole bunch of other things we had to talk about today. It's always fun. And, and we're still will. alive Lizzie? and standing. Yes. Vic, I know you're listening out there. Thanks for having let me uh, stand in for you today. Lizzie, thanks for uh, the good conversation. Joe, always a pleasure. And running the boards, making us sound great, look great. A uh, big thank you to our uh, the Strix Weed Wednesday and our, our guest, Kathy, uh, with PETA. It's uh, always good to have a different viewpoint. It's always good to learn something uh, like uh, from Greenlight. And if you're uh, in the market for a home, the Strix are the people to talk to. I am Derek Pratt for Lizzie Sparks and ProJo on the uh, on the boards. Thank you for another show on a wonderful Wednesday. We'll see you on Thursday. Take care, folks.